What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 39 of The Overview. I'm Chan Man V, and joined today, of course, by Fish Sticks, Jason, and Flame, all the guys here uh, to talk about our favorites in 2016. Kind of give all of our Overwatch awards for the year for things like best event, best team, best player, and so on and so on. Really excited to get a chance to do that. Uh, of course, we'll do some Q&A at the end of the show. So if you have any questions, go ahead and email those questions to theoverview at chamanv.tv, and we'll try to get to it as soon as possible. So want to start off today, guys, to talk about like what you guys have been up to with Overwatch. So what you guys been doing? Yo, me and Jason have had a bad run <laughs> on ranked the last couple days. It's been real bad, man. But other than how, that, pretty good. How are you 3200 season two and you're in Grandmaster season three? You're not talking to me. How does that happen? Not you. No, not you. Okay. I'm just saying about the people that I've seen. How does that happen? How do you play Symmetra in King of the Hill and Symmetra only? How do you use Teleporter in King of the Hill? How do you not listen or insta-lock Genji and then insta-lock a soldier that a Hanzo and not have any healers? Like... North America is the worst region for ranked, hands down. Fuck I wouldn't know. I, wouldn't, I don't know any different. I'm tempted to play on Korean server or to the Asian servers of 200 pig where they actually play reasonable compositions. Yeah, yes, we really well. You imagine it? Like imagine taking a giant piece of shit, shoving it into someone's mouth. They digest that shit it out. And that's the comps I get. It's fucking disgusting. It is so sad. God. There's things that don't even make sense. Yeah, you have to, like, you're, you're trying to fight it. You have to like go with it. Like yesterday, my team had no healers. So I picked Soldier 76. And I just ran around, like just ran around in circles on Ikenwall. Like literally, it was the second point. I just kept doing laps around the like castle and we won. And it didn't make any sense, but it doesn't Why? need to make sense. Okay, I had a oh no, here we go. I had a guy who had four games on Genji. Four games, had no hours on it, played it because he wanted to have fun. Now I can understand you want to have fun Damn when him. you're playing a game, right? But if you were gonna want to just play for fun and not play a hero you're good at, go play quick match. Go fuck up someone else's day. Don't play competitive Genji because you're tilted. <laughs> yeah, you guys have no idea. I mean That's you guys okay, are making Jason. a mistake playing. Like, you're, you're, like playing was your first mistake, like they gave out the top 500 rewards and I got it like that first day and I was like, okay, I'm done here. And then I went to MLG, came home, and I've only been doing my Decay games since. I would have. <laughs> if I didn't play before going to Korea, wow. I would have been, a... been top 500. <laughs> Fuck this shit. God. Anyways, what's up? Hey, that's, part of the, that's part of feeling, you know, the, the, the satisfaction of achieving it because you have to go through this. No. This crazy toy. No. No, I don't feel like I mean, like, I'm not on the same boat. Like, I played four games yesterday, I lost two, I won two. I think I was up against Internet Hulk's like three stack twice in a row, <laughs> and then I came out on top at the end anyway and like hit a new season high. So, I'm not even really that he, bad. He and Mickey I've were playing played once a week. good for you, Flame. Good for you, I'm only, but you, you only have to play once a week. Oh, true. you know what? I really want to complain about that Actually, was a stupid snowball thing because I had to get the achievements for that shit and i never want to play that mode did again. you get it finally god i, I can't get yeah. those i can't get those it took a long time dude yeah. like way longer than it should have oh man those achievements are tough too that's crazy 
There's a guy, all right, this is a true story, and this actually tells me more than anything that Jason's complaining about. There's a guy who's been AFK in May snowball fights for the past three weeks, like literally three weeks. He's been nonstop queuing. If you queue US okay. East, he's in every single game, more or less, and he's AFK, and he's just farming loot boxes. And he's been there for three weeks. So if you have him on your team, you just lose. What's his name? What's but his like, name? if you abandon empathy with two Ys... It's the how does fucking he, how does it frustrating it literally in the auto, world. How dude. does it auto queue? I guess he's just writing some some macro that does it's it. like a bot that yeah, like yeah, moves him every like bot. three minutes or something or every two got minutes. It, but like I'm trying to get the achievement yesterday and I get him on my team. So I abandoned like the one that was three wins in a row. So I had to leave and then I requeued and he was on the enemy team and then I got my three wins in a row. But it's been oh, it's dude, it's like an enemy team. That's awesome. <laughs> That's like perfect for you. He's dude. good for farming achievements if he's yeah. on the enemy team. Yeah. But okay. I never that's about to the only. That again. Well, I mean, obviously, my experience in you know, and in, in, uh, my rank, which you know, I've been playing my son. I told you guys, right? But I had the unfortunate, <laughs> I had the unfortunate. You know, me and my son were doing fine. Actually, we were just you know climbing, and I feel like we were like on the top side of this this weird MMR you know things that everybody is going. So because we were getting gaining more than we were losing every time we would would win versus lose. Uh, anyways, but I got stuck. It, I got stuck having to play with some friends and relatives and you know it's like I you know I feel bad saying like I don't want to play with you guys so right, of course I ended up playing them they want to play competitive and we lost like 12 straight games dude it was brutal and I was just like finally I just had to say uh, I can't play anymore after 12 straight but yeah you can imagine 12 is a lot man it's a lot if you're like on a that's five a game losing that's streak, how like, nice that's, i am that's dude. usually time to stop that's how nice i am dude yeah but if you're a masochist you keep playing because you'll win the next game you'll totally win the next game then you'll stop right well it's like you know and it's it's like buddies of mine that haven't really played and with in a while and it's the sun so i'm just like god just trying just trying to be as nice as i can but i'm like my God, can you please switch off of those characters, please? Because those are the worst characters for the current meta. And uh didn't matter. So we didn't win a single time, man. It sucked. So I'm not even sure if I quit more for my sake or for my son's sake. Because he was getting was it like... quick play? No, it was competitive. You're playing six sack ranked with your kid. And you're, you're the reason why Jason has nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I bet they communicate I mean, a lot more than the people I get, unfortunately. I mean, we're at least we're on. Yeah, I mean, we actually we you know we're on Discord too, so it's like, I mean, we do communicate, but it doesn't matter as much. That's what you do, man. When you got kids, you gotta suck on it up. You, side, get, like you gotta lose season. that top five hundred dream forever, never, never again. <laughs> I, I had like a, like a twelve game win streak last season, and I was getting a hundred points a win. And then, well, like, of course, you know, karma has to come back and bite me in the ass and make me lose twelve games straight. About. That's how it goes, man. That's, That's a lot of games. Yeah, that is a lot of games. All right, anybody else got some cool stuff to talk about Overwatch-wise? You guys done with getting loot boxes and everything? I finally succumbed and bought like 24 of them, but I still didn't get the Zen. So pissed. I'm about 40 gold from just buying it, though. I think I'm missing Torbjorn right now still. I, I, got Torbjorn. I got Torbjorn. I got Torbjorn. I got Zen. I got May. I got Farrah. May. I'm, I'm, good. I'm good. I didn't get Farrah either. I got Farrah and... And um, Zen were the two that I wanted. And then my son, who wanted Torbjorn and Reaper, didn't get those two. So, like, we totally swapped with the two that we wanted. He got Zen and Farah. Oh, it's, it's so, it's like cruel. It's so cruel by Blizzard. 
way they're doing it. But I'll, I'll, I know I'll get the Zen one because I'm only 40 gold away from that. I'll definitely get that one. I don't know if I'm going to get the Pharaoh one, though. Unless I buy more. can't bring myself to buy more, though. <laughs> do you know, actually, do you know when this, the winter skins end? Because I still have some gold. I think it's like the 7th or something. Yeah, it's in okay. January for sure. Early January. Yeah. Speaking of which, I still go. Is the Genji thing over? No. I still need to finish that. There. Oh my god. I still have like I just one. finished that two days ago or something. I gotta do one more match. Stream day. Heroes of the Storm match for the, the demon Genji. Oh yeah. Hmm. Have you not done that one? Dude, that skin's oh, awesome, dude. You gotta get that one. Mm. To be fair, Heroes isn't even that like bad to play. It's not really that bad of a game. You can I even, it takes so long to find a match for some reason. Just like, do AI. You can play against the AI. Yeah, that's so boring, dude. I like pounding people in a game that I don't play. <laughs> God. <laughs> like, what's the point of... If you're going to do it, you might as well do it right. <laughs> yeah, I guess. That's true. That's true. I'm just trying to get it done as quickly as possible. All right. Well, anyways, that was definitely a fun week of Overwatch for at least some of us. Uh, but general news. Uh, Jeff came out with a developer's update, just kind of like the end of the year developer's update. Um I don't know, what did you guys think? Not much really said. I mean, he hinted at some things, hinted at some spectator mode changes, uh, working on some more characters, obviously. Um, yeah, anything you guys were able to decipher from that? I'm pretty happy that he mentioned new game modes, actually. Yeah, that too. Yep. Like, to me, that kind of says they're not really limiting what they have now is like their set, competitive, all right, let's start the whole league thing. So I'm pretty excited for that. I'm, I'm curious to see what they're going to be pushing out, though. Yeah, uh, I was pretty happy yeah. to hear that they they are still talking a lot about demos and and replays and uh, spectator mode. Uh, those things so important for the competitive community to develop over time. Uh, so glad to know that those are still at the top of mind as well. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Flame. I mean, I'm happy about it, but I mean, <laughs> talk is cheap, you know. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I mean, obviously, they can't commit to it. Uh, you know, obviously, he, he, they're really good normally about telling us stuff early. So and it seems like they're putting time into new heroes and stuff. I mean, yeah, all the heroes that they've made since launch have been arguably higher skill cap than the ones that they launched with. So that's always good, I think. Yeah, exactly. Or we might get like Winston 2.0. All right. Next time. You're going to go grab it. Dude, go grab it, Jason. We're going to go. Well, God. All right. <laughs> Jeez. My guy. He's going to grab. He's He's changing his wardrobe he's making a wardrobe change i have a feeling i know what's coming here I oh god i definitely know what's <laughs> coming i definitely know what's coming <laughs> oh lord uh but anyways for those of you that um just tuning in we're doing our uh 2016 awards or at least our special end of the year episode and we're just going to go through a lot of categories like best team best event, best player you know all, all the usual suspects and hopefully i don't know maybe we can get a little bit and just a little maybe some other things that like drama of the year you know some things that we can talk about that are a little bit more uh a little bit more off the cuff or not as focused on esports as much but uh yeah so we're gonna do that and then at the, uh do some bold predictions for 2017 at the end and then we will um take some questions we got a couple email questions that we'll, we'll um be sure to ask today and if you have any uh, if you have questions yourself go ahead and email those to the overview at chainmanb.tv and we'll take those if we got time we'll take some from twitch chat too but otherwise, it's only for emails. Or we're only doing emails just so the folks that listen to it on audio get a chance to participate too or have an equal chance to participate. 
All right. Well, waiting for Jason here, and then we'll um, we'll start our <laughs> we'll start our end of the year awards. Okay, he's back. Fancy boy, he's you know? back. Oh, oh look at him. He's got ready for an wow. broadcast. He's got his Ugh. sport coat and everything. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Overview 2016 Awards. Yes. Our first award is going to be Team of the Year. Chan Man, let's hear who you nominate for Team of the You're Year. You're supposed to do a monologue first, dude. Where's that monologue? Uh, I, I'm really season? lazy. That, my monologue was me raging at Ringed. So. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Chaser, like, no, those are back in Germany. All right. So Team of the Year. So we're going to go one by one. And obviously, I'll be filling these in as we go. Um, but all right. You want me to go first? I'll go first for this. We'll take turns going first. How about that? Um, team sure of the thing, year. I, th- I think it's your show. <laughs> it's my show. Uh, I mean, obviously, team of the year for me is. I, mean, I think the obvious choice. Team envious. Uh, they've had a strong year the entire year. So you know the little moments where it's like they finished second, you know, and they didn't win events. But for the most part, uh, particularly these last two big ones, they've they've uh, you know fulfilled expectations, even with some drama with amongst uh, within the team with Tailspin leaving and Mickey joining. Uh, but yeah, clearly envious best team in the world right now, and you know won the most tournaments this year. All, All right, right next. well we heard Chad Man's wrong, right. opinion. Uh, <laughs> wrong opinion. Wrong opinion. What, what's your thoughts? I mean, it's best, right? It's just like who had the best year. Yeah, so best. I don't year. really think that there's much discussion there. Wait, wait, wait we're going orgs... the best of the year, like as in who won the most events, or? What's oh, team of the year for you, you guys? I mean, it doesn't. Okay. It could be best it's team. Subjective, all right. Yeah, I mean, like, if subjective. we're talking like org of the year, I think C nine had a good year in terms of upgrading their roster. Okay, C9, that's it. I mean, Envious obviously had the best results. They had the most adversity. They had the most wins. Not many teams did well this year, to be honest with you. I mean, I don't know. Lunatic High had a good swap at the end of their season. I mean, just the best team in your opinion. Like, Who who do you think had the best year? I mean, Envious definitely had the best year. Okay, so, all right, Envious. All right, Ben? Yeah, I gotta go with Envious. There's actually an article. God, I don't even. Sorry, I I apologize. I don't remember who put it together, but there was this article that popped up on the competitive Overwatch subreddit that detailed the history behind this Envious squad, Uh, and it goes back into the very earliest days of the closed beta. It's not just this current iteration that you're seeing now that we're talking about when we talk about Team Envious. Uh, The core of Coco, Chipsogen, Harry Hook, and Internet Hulk has been playing together since probably like month two of the closed beta, or, or maybe even earlier. They originally had a squad with Tavik and Mendo on it uh, that was completely, they, they were undefeated in like a jillion and a half games. It was totally insane. Uh, so when you're talking about Envious, yeah, when you're talking about Envious, I think you have to include that aspect of Envious as well, uh, not just the current iteration. And because of that, I think it's a pretty easy decision to say, yes, Envious is the team of the year. Uh, that said, I, I was super tempted when posed this question to throw misfits into the ring simply because they were they were basically underappreciated throughout the entire year. Like everyone kept not putting enough stock in them and then they'd win again and again and again. So uh, for me, number two has to be misfits. And uh, I don't think any Korean team is even in the top three because what? it was what it, it was. It was one Korean team here. Then the next tournament, it was another Korean team. <sighs> So like no uh, single true. Korean team yeah. had enough repeat performances. The only one that even comes close really is Lunatic High. Uh, but 
yeah, I mean, for me, Envious is the easy choice, but I, I got to give honorable mention to Misfits. Well, to I guess to Jason and Mitchie's credit, I mean, they've been touting Misfits like for a lot of the year. I remember even just early spring or whatnot, or whenever we had you guys on for the first time, I don't even remember when it was, you guys were talking about Misfits and how, you know, they're just one of the best EU teams and a lot of people were overlooking them at the time as an organization. It's like a different set of players now, but, um, you know, Misfits has been been good and, and a lot of people have been following EU Overwatch this entire year. I mean, they won one tour. I mean, they won U-League. I don't really put a lot of stock in DreamHack. I've had this conversation with Monty about how like bad DreamHack was in terms of just competition. But that's I mean, an opinion. Fnatic was there. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah. Fnatic was there. Fnatic, Fnatic, Fnatic was like, there. Yeah, but they didn't go through complex. They didn't go through Cole. Well, I mean, right, it, it was true. Sorry, if you're arguing with Monty, if there's no Korean teams at an event, it's never going to be like good. No, but I mean, I agree with him on the fact <laughs> that Fnatic right, looks true. like that's definitely true. I don't know. Fnatic didn't even look that good at MLG. I mean, they played well, but in terms of like actually looking good, I felt right. like that was like one of the sloppier tournaments was that DreamHack tournament. The medal was like two weeks old, if even two weeks old. All right. Like Fnatic was trying to play tanks. They couldn't. They got ran over by like dive comp. Like that shit would never work against Rogue or Envy or LH. So. All right. So Ben, your official pick is. Envious. Envious. All right. Envious. So we got three Envious here. I have a feeling Jason's not going to be picking Envious. Jason, what's your pick? I mean, Envious is a top three pick in my opinion, uh, as well uh, as Rogue. I, I put them in like top three, Rogue and Envious. But I personally would rather give it to Lunatic High. Um, for for instance, okay. for one reason, they've been a team that's been together for like four years playing multiple shooters like CSGO and some Korean shooter that I couldn't even tell you the name of it. It's like black something watch i don't even know um they've been <laughs> together for four years as a team um they have now after being able to show what they can do uh at apac uh, the china tournament that they have like these all-stars on their team like you can pretty much look at every single player on the team except one i guess since everyone keeps talking about it um and say they're one of the best in their in their respective roles um you've got you know jay hong or Jae hong who is a ridiculous anna and i've never seen someone uh I've never seen Tavik respect like an Ana player like I saw him do against uh, uh, Jay Hong in APAC. Miro, like hands down, probably the best tank player in the game, for in my opinion, because I've seen his Winston, his Zarya, he just does not miss when he tracks. Uh, his Reinhardt having to sub in for Dean like that, it's really difficult to play at the level that he plays at and with the kind of like competence he can play at. Um, the whole team is fantastic. I mean, the fact that they've had so much pressure from uh, the community, from the organization to switch out a certain player. Um, and they said, no, we'd rather switch roles around. We'd rather try something a little bit different, maybe change our play style to keep him on the team because he means that much to us because they've been together for so long. To me, that makes him the best team in 2016. Okay, yeah, definitely good good reasons for picking. But I mean, yeah. they haven't won a single event. <laughs> they haven't, it's not about they're not the, the best events. team in Korea even. And they're like holding on to Taejin, even though he's probably one of the worst players like in the top three of Korea. So like friendship conquers all like that shit's really good in fairy tales, but it's losing. The it depends games. on how you're looking at it. I'm not looking at lunatic high as being like the team with results necessarily. I mean, considering they were, they were the first Korean team to play against Western teams, right? 
if I'm not mistaken, and they just stomped yeah, Rogue 2-0. They were. I mean, the, the, I mean your, the tournament you casted like, was the first one, right? So. Yeah, yeah. And they had a lot of pressure on their shoulders at that time. I'm not saying, like, Envious like Envious definitely deserves a spot, and so does Rogue, like the original Rogue with uh, Vic and Reinforce on it. But for me, it goes a little bit beyond that. It goes, it goes into how they interact with their fans, how they treat people, um, like how they treat each other, how they have personalities on stage and off stage. It's not just about if you can win a tournament to me. It's about right, welcome to the Jason Kaplan touchy feely awards. I know this is, this I is mean, a first man. No, it's cool. It's cool. No, I mean, we all have our different reasons for thinking a team, you know, is team of the year. So no, cool. That's definitely a different perspective and that's great. Absolutely. I mean, relative, like from a relativity wise. Yeah. Lintic highs come probably the furthest given their, like you said, their background and, and what, uh, just what they've played and, and just not having as big of an FPS, um, Follow, or just uh, no big F, big F, FPS esport in Korea, so definitely. Uh, all right, so next category, let's go into event of the year. And we had a lot of events, surprisingly, given that this was more of a, you know, I guess e- Overwatch testing out esports, or you know, at least uh, getting their feet wet with esports before the the big league that was finally announced at the end of the year at BlizzCon. But uh, lots of you guys casted, worked, uh, all these events. So which of these events do you think was the best and why? Yeah, uh, we'll have – who wants to start this one off? Let's go – actually, I started the last. All right, we'll go Jason. We'll just go reverse. Uh, BlizzCon. BlizzCon, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous event. I don't, I don't care if you guys are talk- – again, I'm going to probably go different way than you will, but not necessarily like the best in terms of competition, but – the actual running of the tournament, how it looked, how mm-hmm. the field of the tournament was, the stage, the atmosphere, and everything. I think it was definitely World Cup, like hands down. All right. Uh, ben? I got to agree with Jason on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have, a, I'll give the caveat that my perspective is very biased towards online viewership. I do work at Twitch, <laughs> if you didn't know is. that. Of uh, course. Uh, so usually I tend to stray towards like where the hypest event was. Uh, and that was clearly BlizzCon. It hit well over 200,000 viewers for the finals. Even though they were a complete one-sided stomp fest, it was still incredibly hyped. The audience loved it. The stage was beautiful. The talent was great. Everything was good about uh, the production for that. You know, we had stats for the first time in an Overwatch tournament, which was cool. Uh, just viewership was amazing. Uh, I, I want to give a, a special shout out to the Atlantic Showdown. Uh, probably a little bit of personal <laughs> bias on this one as well. Bias. But... But this one had the second best viewership. It uh, almost yeah. topped 100K. It was 90-something, uh, which was really, really nice. A ton of hype going into that one, too. And what was the viewership Our for this? Mention the MGA. <laughs> what was the uh, semifinals uh, view count for BlizzCon? Because the semifinals, I think, were the best matches of BlizzCon. Uh, it, well, it, it actually peaked in the finals, even though you could argue there were way less hype. Uh it peaked much higher in the finals. Uh, I, th- I think the semifinals like, were early. It was like really early that, that morning, wasn't it? I, I... So maybe, maybe it's just because of the timing. But Cool. Yeah. Right, okay, so two BlizzCon World Cups. Flame? OGN Apex. Like, is it even a question? <laughs> like, the event was so good. The matches were so good. The patch hit mid-tournament, which changed the entire tournament. The production yeah, value Mickey was like through in. the roof. Mickey's story was there. You had the guy like doing high noon on stage the entire like live performance in the banana mccree i mean 
like, okay, BlizzCon, like, I'm going to let you finish, but Apex had one of the best land finals of all time. Like, I didn't even enjoy... I mean, the finals sucked. The finals were arguably just as bad as BlizzCon's finals. It was but semifinals. From a production <laughs> value, yeah. it was probably better. And, I don't know, I enjoyed the Korean versus... The Western West. team. Yeah. Okay. So OG and Apex is a first uh, Korean tournament there. Okay. So for me, oh, man, this one's tough. This one's definitely tough. Um, MSI, think, MGA. No, 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 definitely not. And it's between the two of those, actually. So for me, I, I think, oh, God, it's so tough. Because I was at BlizzCon, too. And, I mean, there was, like, a complete other experience for me at that event. But if I'm, but if I'm, looking, if I'm looking purely at just, you know, gameplay and just, you know, what the significance of Is this a competitive Overwatch show? Yeah, yeah, what? Right? Yeah, yeah. We just so, had this discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm I know, but friendship answers. It's not friendship. It's just, like, I mean, OG and Apex was, def- was the best term in my eyes in terms of quality and... Uh, even storylines. I mean, outside the Mickey one being like really, really huge, um, you know, and, and getting a chance to see a lot of the other folks, you know, in, in World Cup, which you know, a lot of our fam- favorite content makers and stuff playing too. Um, you know, I think Mickey was probably the only thing that you know, eventually came out of that, right? The fact that he got picked up by Envious because of World Cup, you know, ended up becoming. Yeah, but where did he come so, from? I know the World Cup. Uh, yes, yes. So there's significance in that, and I, I take that into account. But OGN quality wise. I think it was amazing. I mean, we we finally got to see how Korea measured up too. I mean, we saw it at APAC, you know, with Lunatic, um, but OGN. I think you know we really got to see all the teams uh, go up against two of two of the top teams that we do have, or at least you know one one. Well, it's actually two of the top teams we have. Yeah, um, but yeah, with Lunatic High and like Miro kind of coming out as a superstar, I think from that, um, even little things like seeing Mani and Doa get a get a chance to cast, you know, Overwatch, you know, for the first time professionally. Uh, I think that was really really good too um but in the end you know i I think even just the semifinals for og and apex were some of the best matches we've had this year too um so yeah for me og and apex best event of the year (laughs) much more for quality reasons even though world cup is my honorable mention i freaking love that tournament too okay next up okay go ahead jason uh, I was just gonna say you have oh, to give know, a ben, shout out ben. to uh, you have to give a shout out to OW Open because it was the largest, most like legit mm-hmm. tournament until like the finals where they split the regions and all that weird stuff. But the fact that it just had <laughs> yeah. the biggest prize pool and the most teams participating, you got to give them a shout out for that too because almost every tournament this year was only eight teams in the finals uh, yeah. or less. You know, we had six yeah. team tournaments. We had four team tournaments. Uh, almost none of them were like as big and as wide ranging and with as many open qualifiers as OW open. So yeah. second honorable mention to those guys. I mean, it just, you know, they just had the, the um, unfortunate, you know, they were, they were unfortunate for finished or for uh, having an event before these other events, because I feel like every event this year just kind of, leapfrog the other like one up to each other because they probably got ideas from the other they you know whether it's format or it's production or whatnot they were just improving upon what what's already happened uh and you know it, like ow like owl ended up happening or ow open ended up happening before you know the the ogn apex league and and before BlizzCon world cup too so um yeah they're, they're definitely in the list of top events also i mean even just being on tv in the end that was that was amazing too just we were watching it right ben me and you from uh from 
BlizzCon. So, or no, not BlizzCon from TwitchCon. TwitchCon. We were at yes, the, that was yeah, it. Yeah, TwitchCon. Yeah. So, yeah, it's amazing to get a chance to see Overwatch on TNT. That was definitely a milestone experience, at least for me. Uh, okay, next up, we've got Player of the Year. All right. So, uh, Player of the Year, Ben. Why don't you start this one? Oh God, <laughs> put me on the spot, Chris. Yeah. Uh, this is a really tough one because you could make arguments left, right, and center, up and down for a ton of different players. Uh, and I, I don't know. I feel like chat's gonna. This is gonna be. I'm gonna get chastised for this, but I gotta give it to Taimu, and not because yeah. like I think he's necessarily the best DPS player in the world. Uh, I, I honestly think Sureforce Vic. Uh, a whole bunch of Korean players could take that title. But I think Taimu deserves it because he transitioned to Roadhog so seamlessly in a meta where Roadhog is so important. He was able to put his ego aside. You know, he's known for Hitscan. He's known for his McCree. He's known for Widow. He's known for these things. But he transitioned to... uh, Taimu transitioned to Roadhog without complaining, without bitching about it. And he did it goddamn well. Uh, and made one of the most exciting plays that we saw all year with Roadhog. Uh, so I think the fact that he was able to adapt to the meta and play this incredibly important role for his team, uh, I think he uh, deserves it for for making that swap. Okay, uh, so time move for Fistix. Uh, Flame. Player of the year. Mm, I mean, I would have said Taimu, but he already said Taimu. So <laughs> you gotta be. I'll go. Star. I'll go with Hulk actually, wow, just for okay. taking the hit and playing Lucio for his team because he needed it, and I think he was the one that actually scouted out Mickey. So I mean, as far as that team success, you can definitely attribute a lot of it to him. Okay. I mean, Wait, so you yeah, make fun ca- of me being all captain like, mushy gushy and French. I was a mushy gushy. Captain he made of a, the he year. Made a tough decision. He swapped Lucio, his role. Like, he swaps so, his I, role. He picks up a player. He 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 fights through tailspin leaving. I mean, what do you want me to say? Who's <laughs> the who's the better answer than Hulk? I mean, okay. Timer's probably the answer, but I think Hulk had played it just as big of a part in their success as Timer did. Like, okay. if you want to commend Timer for picking Roadhog, like feel free. But I think Hulk made sacrifices here. Yeah, for captain okay. of the year. Yeah, definitely captain of the year. I, I don't think there's a question there. Uh, Hulk. Okay, that's definitely good. Uh, let's see, I'll go next. Um, God, you already said time. You said a lot of things about time too. It's uh, God. If it was just a different meta right now, I think. I mean, the Roadhog. I mean, let's not. Let's just be clear. So for me, it's between Time and Miro, and I'm going to pick Miro. So for me, Miro, I you know he, I think he just obviously he's the best tank in the world. Like like Jason was saying earlier, but I think he just showed us the capabilities of. What you can do with, particularly Winston at the time, you know, when we first saw Miro, he was just—I think no, nobody could argue—best Winston in the world just immediately. And now we've seen how good he is with Zarya. Now we've seen how good he is even with Reinhardt. But um, I just felt like it was eye-opening as to the potential of a class, the skill cap that's actually involved with the class, and it was clear to everybody watching just how amazing he was. Him just like. You know, standing on certain rooftops, you know, like little tiny rooftops hiding, you know, and waiting for, for teams to like, you know, cross a point. All those little things that he showed, um, I, I think, you know, changed how people looked at that role and, that, and those characters. So for me, he continues to do that. He's, you know, again, one, the best player at a certain position. Uh, and I think easily MVP for 
Lunatic High, even though Lunatic High has a lot of great players, I still think you know a lot has to do with how how well he does. So he's my pick. Jason. Um. So I think for me, it's pretty clear who the player of the year is. Um, <clears throat> and it's got to be for on and off the the esports field, I guess. Uh, in and out of Overwatch, uh, it's got to be Tavik for me. I knew you were so gonna say fan. that. I knew you were gonna say Tavik. It's yeah. gotta be Tavik. It's like a great answer. Fanboy. Not a fanboy. So I think it's wait, a good wait, wait. Have you no, actually ever met him? Did. I mean, I can't yeah, met him. I've known him for okay. years. All right. All right. Well, then you should know why it's Tavik. So this fan not only can play any hero and is willing to play any hero, like you're saying with Internet Hulk switching to Lucio. Yeah, he's more than fine switching to a Lucio or the Reinhardt or whatever just to win. This guy has the most drive out of any player I've ever seen. He plays Overwatch. And does nothing but Overwatch. He eats, sleeps, dreams Overwatch. Um, yep. He, we were in China, for instance. They, he, him and his team Rogue would scrim for X amount of hours a day. Let's just say eight, six, eight hours a day. And then when they all went back to go eat, to go back to hotel and rest, he'd be there playing solo queue until they kicked him out of the land cafe. Like this man works so hard. He does not care about what he's going to play as long as his team is going to win. And he's shown that he can rise to the occasion to be an all-star like like he did at APAC against Nunzikai in the finals. Like he absolutely smashed them, switching to Farah, to Genji. This man can play anything. And he's also he also loves kebab. That's a good point. <laughs> that's that's an important factor. Now he's the most versatile. I mean, obviously Taibu is a great player right. as well. Like I'll yeah. give Aaron Hulk credit as well. Like if there's a top captain uh word, I would hundred percent give it to him because I even met him back in the closed beta and this man works very, very hard. I mean even Harry Hook in there you have to give credit to Nevix as well, switching from support to DPS to that kind of level. Like, there's a lot of people, but I look at the best player being inside and outside of the game, and that's why I have to give it to Tavik. Great. Good answers. Good answers. All right, next up, best hero of the year. So let's just call it hero of the year. Okay, so um, where are we now? Flame, you go first on this one? Is this like an ironic answer or no? It's... (laughs) Whatever you like want the best to hero, whatever your heart desires. Hero this year, I mean, in terms or just of hero of the year. The big hero of the year, the hero that ruined Overwatch the most this year was definitely Diva. Uh, maybe Anna. I'll give it to one, either one of them. I'd say Anna probably ruined Overwatch more than anything. <laughs> is that what we're in this category? I thought category. I mean, was the best that. hero is the one that you like. If you're not picking it, you're probably trying to lose. I okay, so you're you're Anna. talking from the standpoint of just like most powerful hero or most influential hero in the yeah, game. Yeah, I mean, like okay. if you go into a ranked game, Anna? someone picks Zenyatta over Anna, they're not trying their hardest to win. Same with Mercy. <laughs> yeah, true. Even Lucio, if you only have one healer, so I would say Anna probably okay. screwed the game the hardest. Screwed the game artist. Okay. Um, all right, Jason. Um, I feel disgusting giving it to this hero, but I'd say Lucio. Like he was the most played hero in every tournament, practically. Like finally, we start to see a little bit of a change up. I mean, he's like he's pretty much as solid as Reinhardt, though. We've seen less Reinhardt when you can have these die comps. So I don't know. It's got to be Lucio for me. I don't. I don't like that. I'm saying that, but I have to. Okay, Lucio, two support players so far. Are we going to get a third support here, Ben? Uh, Actually, I think this is really easy. This is a really easy question to answer for me. And it's Reinhardt. (laughs) Reinhardt. He's the most useful character in the goddamn game. That shield makes or breaks 
almost any team comp, unless unless it's a dive comp, you basically have to have Reinhardt every single time. And you might say Lucio is the most picked. Well, Reinhardt is basically the same exact pick rate throughout all of Overwatch history since the very earliest days. Unless it's the dive comp, you have Reinhardt. I think he's also one of the most interestingly balanced heroes in the game. No other hero has so little like damage and output or like so little projectiles, but just so much utility for his team, even though he's not uh, running in and doing crazy damage. But then also Earth Shatters come out and you can hit huge fire strikes to get get the finishing blow or open it up for uh you know your DPS, you know. So I gotta go with Reinhardt. Yeah, those are all good reasons. And yeah, but I mean, I'm a Reinhardt main, so like I definitely, definitely relate to a lot of those things. And yeah, right. I mean, this category is tough because it, it really depends on the meta, you know, like it, it really affects how you view, you know, power levels of heroes and, and, and whatnot. And, you know, for like Ben said, Reinhardt, I think has just been consistent. Reinhardt and Lucio, both of your picks have been just consistently there for the entire year. So it's hard not to pick those two, but. I'm going to have to go with the same thing that Flame picked. Ana. I think Ana has been just the most meta-changing character. And, and, and she was released this year, too. You know, so this wasn't something we had you know, in beta or even just last BlizzCon. Uh, so Ana was a new character that came in about halfway through the year. And it took some time before people actually tried to, to use her. But you know, now we see her. And she's, you know, she might not be, she, be perfectly balanced right now, but she is a, a you know, high skill cap support player and she she allows for things like you know uh, diva and even winston a lot of times to be able to be completely effective so i don't know for me i think right now she's the the most powerful character in the game right now and it's hard for me not to pick her for hero of the year given that she's had such a huge effect on the meta for the last three months three or four months now um so yeah two honest and but i like your reinhardt pick man i i think that would have probably been my second one Okay, next one, best meta of the year. And we've had quite a few metas because, I mean, obviously we've had a number of balance changes too. Uh, but your favorite meta, and I guess why? So we'll start with... Uh, who hasn't gone? Oh, I guess me. Uh, let's see. Yeah. I guess it's my turn. Um, I think... Oh, man. It's, was was there's the pharma pharmacy meta was this year right? Uh, was very that, beginning. Very beginning. Okay. Yeah. I think the pharmacy meta for me was the most fun, and it had a lot to do with spectator wise, uh, more so than it did to actual for actual play. I mean, it was hell trying to kill Ferris. Like, if we were to be honest, and and uh, you know talking about that, just because you know Mercy's healing and damage boosting was crazy, but I have to say, you know, I don't, I still don't think there's been as good of a time watching uh overwatch since you know the times we would see tailspin just owning or even seagull owning or just you know any of the great Farah players and uh it has a lot to do with just the aerial view you know and, and just owning and obviously the ultimate two is very impressive but for me that was one of the the you know really great moments in spectating for overwatch uh all right who's next uh jason you want to go next 100 percent agree I love Fair Mercy. Having <clears throat> having fighting not only on the ground but also in the air was a really cool uh, aspect to have when it came to team fights. That you need to win the battle on the air or in the air and on the ground if you want to be able to like push the payload or, or defend the payload. And seeing Hubris up against Not Enigma, mm-hmm. Tailspin v Seagull was probably like the highlight of the close beta for me. 
Okay. Uh, let's see. Fish sticks? Uh, this one didn't last that long, uh, and it wasn't the best meta, but I'm going to pick it because I found it kind of hilarious and ridiculous. Uh, it was the Orbital Destruction meta when Zenyatta's Harmony Orbs didn't dissipate uh, without Line of Sight. You could just put a Harmony Orb on someone and they'd last. <laughs> it would last forever. <laughs> so <laughs> you'd throw two Harmony Gen- Orbs on two Genjis that would just go to the back line <laughs> and just like, they wouldn't even engage. They would just be harassing, throwing Shuriken's, throwing Shuriken's from the back line. Impossible to kill. Uh, and then they'd come in with blades and it would be just this ridiculous shitstorm of Genji blades with Harmony Orbs. And it was so, so hard to kill them. And also there was a slight variation or... or uh, one of the core ways to do this also included a Symmetra because Symmetra at the time gave 50 shields to everybody. <laughs> right. So you have right. two HP Genjis with a Harmony Orb in the back lines. You can't kill that. You can't kill that. So it was just this... You're the worst one of the worst metas ever. Uh, and it, it made for some really cool and exciting moments because... I'm a filthy Genji player. That's what I was going to say. Honestly, I think Genji <laughs> is one of the... Look, Genji's the most interesting hero in the game. I'll, I'll just say it. Like, he's got the wall climb, the dash, the dash resets, the reflect. Like, Genji has so many interesting, fun, skill-based tools that most other heroes don't. So I'm going to go with Orbital Destruction. Yeah, it was actually called Orbital Destruction? I don't even remember that name. I, was, I just call it Zen Genji yeah. for now. Yeah, okay. All right, Flame. This one should be interesting. I think we. I think you've already said what it was, but what's your favorite? I mean, I think I. Mm, I don't know. I feel like Beyblade was probably my favorite, right. but only because it wasn't over before they patched it. Like they patched it before people fig- like there were counters to that meta. Like people were starting to figure it out. There were people running Pharaohs and McCrees, and like teams were losing with it. And that was when, like, Taimu, or not Taimu, I think Tavik was, like, playing Farah against it, mm-hmm. against, like, Lunatic High or something. And then they patched it, and now there's, like, a million tanks. But I'm pretty certain that if, like, they had just kept that meta, it would have eventually evolved somewhere that was, like, manageable. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll probably go with Beyblade. Okay. Because, I mean, as annoying as it was to watch Fnatic win games by literally losing three fights in a row and then, you know, boosting Buds on Reaper, like... They still lost, you know, so it wasn't unbeatable. But yeah, we, we were definitely seeing the metagame evolving during that time. Um, and then that that patch came out, which changed it completely from whatever what was from whatever was happening. So can we give an honorable mention to the five traces when Lucio and King of the Hill for stalling <laughs> no. overtime? Oh, no. good god! No six diva to stall overtime on payload maps. Do you remember? Remember when you could do two Reaper, two Winston two, on Gibraltar, two Lucio. and you could just sit on the oh, cart yeah. and you sit on the cart and put bubbles down, and then if anything came to stop the cart, you just blast it in the face with your shotgun. <laughs> that was good times. Yeah, I was gonna say, can we do worst meta of the year? Because for me, <laughs> it's the two Lucio, two Winston, two Reaper. Yeah, that easy, was so easy. boring to watch. Worst like, meta to watch too easily the worst yeah. oh my god yeah that was so painful <laughs> thank god for a hero tag well, well, I guess this one might be the worst one to watch i might actually want to watch the reaper winston uh, I mean, is it really worse than oh, diva no. reinhardt well, if they would stop Rohan, going to diva know, so. but yeah it's eh, i know what you mean i definitely know what you mean it's tough watching dive stuff. You know, there was like there was a dive. match on Dorado where I think Reunited played C9. I don't know if it was Reunited. I think it was Reunited, and there were four Winstons on each team. That was a good time. <laughs> well, you remember the remember the the early on there were like five Winstons on Hanamura the first 
the first map on Hanamura. I know Hanamura is rarely played though, like in competitive during that time. But there was that what there was one early round and maybe some of the qualifiers where somebody pulled off the either the six Winstons or the five Winstons in Lucio and, it, and they were just dove into Hanamura and they finished it in like I think they finished Hanamura in like a minute thirty or something like that. It was ridiculous. Okay, uh, let's see. Next up, streamer of the year. All right, so Ben's probably going to be, I don't know, the most knowledgeable here of all the different Overwatch streamers, given that he's, yeah. you know, he's the Twitch guy here. I'm already but. sighing because it's just the easiest answer ever. You, can, I, you can't say anything but Seagull. Yes, I know Moon Moon is a sensation that came basically out of nowhere, and he streams, he's been streaming a lot more than Seagull has for months and months and months. He's got a huge audience, like six to 10K viewers whenever he streams. Moon Moon's great. And a lot of people, I'm sure, in chat are going to say Moon Moon. But Seagull, no one got the concurrent viewership that he got. No one even got no close. No one still gets it. He, was, actually. And yeah. still, he still gets it whenever he streams exactly. and barely streams anymore. But there was a period where he was getting 30K viewers every time he streamed. Today, he'll still get 20K easily. Like, within the first two hours of going live, he'll have 20K viewers. He's not just entertaining, but he reads chat. He's got the skill cap. For whatever reason, easily Siegel became the face of competitive Overwatch right off the bat, and it never ever went away. Yeah. Uh, so I, you really like, in my opinion, you know, you, there's a great storyline for Moon Moon and a couple other guys. Uh, like Tim has done really well, but he was a huge streamer before anyway. Uh, but for me, like just just yeah. the hype behind him and the clips and the YouTube clips that just got hundreds of thousands of views every time, and the daily streams in the early days that got. 30 to even 40k viewers concurrent it's got to be seagull well there was a reason for it i mean he, he planned for it he he actually you know yeah. was, was organized and planning about i remember talking to shade about it like um months ago and yeah brandon was ready for this moment you know he was ready to to try to be that person and it you know, i don't know if he ever envisioned it being like this but you know it, it definitely was not just pure luck that that happened a little bit of luck but a lot of hard work too um, all right, let's see who's next. Flame, who's your pick? Um, I'll say Poke or Mendo, if not both of them, because they've been actually really instrumental in helping a lot of other streamers get big, like not just mm -hmm. themselves. I think that their selflessness definitely has some value to it, or at least you got pick eyes. one, dude. Come on, probably Poke. I think Poke's had a big influence on Overwatch <laughs> in terms of the Poke. streaming scene. Yeah, I mean, Seagull hasn't. Like, I mean, whatever. He had a good start, but I remember him prepping it, like, at the beginning of, like, when TF2 was dying out even more and Overwatch was coming out. Like, he had, like, this whole plan about how he was going to stream 24 hours when the game came out. Yeah. And he was, like, loading up TF2 to do VOD reviews to, like, start prepping the Seagull viewers, but... Mm, that's a bad thing i don't know <laughs> no i don't but okay. i just mean like it's like yeah like he went for it you know like that was like, like he treated it like a job at that point i think poke treats it like a passion more than a job and i think that that's more valuable for me okay in terms of being like the most well-rounded streamer yeah no but poke's a great guy and he's hilarious <laughs> you watch him poke do anything is is awesome and super entertaining um let's see ice jason Seagull. Seagull? I mean, All right. Has to be Seagull. Like, without him, I don't think Overwatch necessarily would have gotten as quickly to where it got as it did. Um, 
seeing him tweet something on was it weeaboo in china mm-hmm. and within a couple hours have like 500,000 impressions like he's the first all-star i guess he's the first famous you know, person overwatch at the moment you know honestly Siegel should have been considered for player of the year too for that for that reason i i don't you know if we're this is the overview we all you know we are definitely looking at at, at you know just results and and just the skill of the game and whatnot but influence and and as an ambassador to Overwatch, I mean, Siegel, we should have probably considered him for Player of the Year too. I didn't really think of it from that standpoint. I mean, they haven't won a game in like three months. I know, but Siegel, you know, specifically again as an ambassador to Overwatch and just helping just increase the exposure of Overwatch in whatever way is. So is more, that your answer then? <laughs> no, I mean, so streamer wise, okay. So if we're gonna look purely at streaming, I can't ignore Moon Moon. Like you can say whatever you want about Siegel and his numbers. And I love Brandon. I mean, Brandon, for sure. Like I said, he's like superstar of the year, whatever. Um, but streamer wise, Moon Moon literally going from nothing. I mean, like literally like Moon Moon wasn't doing, you know, he, he literally from, got from, Siegel hosted. I know, but it doesn't matter. He got Siegel hosted. Sure. You know, lucky, whatever. But going from nothing to basically being the, I guess you could say the third most popular um a streamer right now i mean tim like you said ben he used to stream something else so he's he's more of you know somebody a big streamer that came from another game and you know is now an overwatch streamer yeah, moon moon is organically an overwatch streamer i mean he came you know he basically started and from that and has built himself into you know a 10k plus streamer and it's because of the amount of just pure quantity of how much he plays. I mean, he's entertaining too. He doesn't do cam. You know, all these guys don't do cam, which is like really something to be said too, because you know everybody always talks about, oh, you need cameras and and for whatever reasons, you know, that's the only way you're gonna get viewers. These people don't even have cams, all right, in Overwatch, and they're still getting tens, twenty thousand viewers. Uh, but with Moon Moon, pure quantity and just work. I mean, who plays more games? Who's played more games than Moon Moon? Like, I don't know of anybody. Cooler. Has, has Cooler played more? Cooler's like level eight hundred something, isn't he? Eight nine hundred something. Oh Jesus! Really? Okay. Help I mean, him. maybe he's a pro player. That's a silver border, I think. Still. Okay. Maybe, still I don't know. Maybe inside? maybe Cooler has more. I, I don't <laughs> actually know exactly what Moomin's at right now, but Moomin's played probably the second most games that, out of anybody I know, and that's that's a lot of Overwatch guys. I mean, that's crazy. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, for me, it's it's got to be Moon Moon. I will just say before we move on that I've been impressed with a lot of the pro players. Uh, they've been very natural, uh, good streamers. Yeah. Uh, I, I think uh, Flame mentioned Mendo. Mendo's been a, a very, very natural streamer. Um, great at interacting yeah. with chat. Just great at being entertaining. I think IDDQD uh, deserves a ton <laughs> yes. of credit because he he just fits so naturally into like the archetype of a good streamer. You know, constantly talking to chat, constantly reading questions and... Uh, and answering them while playing at a very, very high level. Uh, Taimu does well when he streams, but he doesn't stream too, too often. Uh, let's see who else goes on that list. Yeah. Uh, just best you mean player wise? Uh, yeah, for like Har- the pro players, I think. Yeah, Harblue's good. Harblue's yeah, Harblue's done really, really that well laugh, as well. Dude, Mar- Harblue's laugh is just worth a million bucks, man. <laughs> I can just listen to him laugh. It's hilarious. Surefor is good too, right? Yeah, Surefor is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, uh, moving on to the next category. All right, this one's this one's going to be interesting. Caster of the year. Okay, we've got a couple casters here on board. Uh, who, who starts this one? Let's see. 
Is it? Why, why don't you start, Chris? Okay, I guess I'll start. We'll just start this whole thing over. All right, I'll start. God, you guys are gonna, you guys are gonna hate me for this one. <laughs> okay, so me caster of the year. I think for me, it's very, very obvious, very, very clear, and it, it's ZP for me. Um, ZP's the, um, you know, he's the only caster well I, I mean he was from heroes too so i can't say he's like totally started in overwatch but he wasn't big you know he definitely was not that known or that big in in heroes so for me i think zp the amount of again quantity and the amount of work that he's done this year and you know it's it's gotten him basically elevated and hired now for all the top gigs and community the community love he has too uh because he he is he feels like the organic overwatch caster the guy who basically came up you know from the community uh and i don't know it's great to see i mean i love that story obviously and and i think zp you know every day he's getting better and better learning from guys you know you guys like learning from jason learning from all all the guys have been casting for for years and years now and um i love the fact that he still does poor ben i mean ben too you know I mean, Ben, Ben hasn't been, you know, Ben's got a job. He's got a very important job too. So he can't be, you know, he hasn't been casting as much, obviously. But, um, you know, ZP, I love the fact that he does, you know, he was doing the Ghost of Gamer weeklies. He does those still monthly melees. He does, you know, he does all those things. Sure, they pay him, of course. I mean, at least I think they pay him. I mean, I'm sure he gets paid for it. But still, he doesn't have to do those at this point. You know, he could, he could probably only pick certain gigs and, you know, and, and make some more time. But no, he does those things. You know, he comes and hosts Streamer Showdown for me, you know, and things like that. So, um, you know, ZP from the standpoint of, you know, caster and quality and, and as well as just being a community figure and, you know, trying to help out everything. I think he's the pick for me. Uh, all right. Next, uh, Flame, before we get to the two casters here. Your pick? Mm, I'd probably say Mitch. I think Mitch is probably my answer. Yeah. Okay. He kind of just came out of nowhere. <clears throat> I mean, I don't know what he casted before. Probably some shitty Australian game. Then he went to Europe, and I think he's like probably one of the best Overwatch casters now in terms of play-by-play. And even like his color is not bad. Like he understands the game, which I think is really good. Okay. So Mitch. All right. We'll go Ben. Uh, so I have to agree with you, Chris that ZP in a way deserves this because he, he didn't just cast the big things and the little things he casted everything. I mean, there was a period where he was commentating overwatch four five, six, seven days a week. Legitimately. He did 14 hour days in a week. We've, we've done it. You know, Jason and I have done 14 hour days, you know, flame great content creator, but ZP I think is is very analogous to the Anders of Overwatch. Hmm, um, okay. I, I don't know if people remember way back three, four, or five years ago when CSGO was really tiny. Like CSGO came out and it was tiny as shit. But Anders with NIP TV casted every online tournament, every tiny little qualifier, everything. And it, it's a really analogous to the ZP situation because he wasn't even casting on his own channel. He was doing it on the NIP TV channel, similar to ZP doing everything on Gosu Gamers, basically selflessly, just for the love of the game, just to get his name out there, just to get more experience. ZP was casting constantly. Uh, not to mention his game knowledge is one of the best, if not the best, for any play-by-play caster, uh, and his hype is through the roof. I think ZP totally deserves this. Uh, I will will say on a personal level, I agree with Flame though. 
Uh, Uber is my favorite caster to listen to just from a hype perspective uh, and how fluid he is uh, when he's casting uh, in, in the moment. He comes up with the most hilarious, like random <laughs> analogies, like in the middle of a cast that are so memorable. I mean, how many like how many people out there remember, put your head, put your damn headset back on, son? Like little moments like that from Uber. I think no one else can can do what he can uh, when it comes to memorable uh, snippets and uh, and sound clips. Um, so I don't know. I, I kind of chose two. I feel like ZP deserves it, but from a personal preference, I, I think Uber is like one of the most amazing play-by-play casters. Okay. All right. Two for Mitch here. Jason, pick yourself. <laughs> you're muted, man. Hell no, I'm not. Okay, I know um, you're not. I know you're not. I mean, I'm going to probably be biased when I choose it, but it'd have to be Uber for me. Like, I've gotten to work with him on Overwatch specifically for like, the last year and a mm-hmm. couple months. Um, I've seen him work really hard. I've seen him put in extra time, uh, like, in terms of creating content, which him and I did on our channel. But also, I see how much he cares about the players and how much he cares that they're happy and they're enjoying what they're doing and is always trying to look out for them to make sure that they're happy, you know, enjoying playing Overwatch and playing competitively in, in any way, shape, or form. So, uh, despite repeating what everyone's already said about him, that I just give my little two tidbits in there. And yeah, definitely Uber. All right. Uber. All right. Three for Uber. Definitely. I think we all went with play by play casters, which is, I feel like, semi unfortunate. I feel like Monty definitely deserves a nod. Uh, the, the, how quickly he picked up the game is actually insane. Uh, and I'm not saying he has like the most deep earth shattering pro level, uh, analysis, but he breaks down relatively complex, uh, aspects of the, of what's happening in front of you in a way that like any viewer could understand at a drop of a hat. So, uh, yeah, I think Monty definitely deserves a shout out as well. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. I mean, Monty's getting tons of love right now. But, um, you know, he did. But, you know, they didn't start until midway through the year. So that uh, the full year, a look at the full year has a lot to do with at least my pick for it. Um, All right. Next up, let's see. Play of the year. Okay, so this is should probably done match of the year first. But oh well, we'll do play of the year first. Uh, Okay, let's have um, Jason. Let's have you go first. Great. Yeah, awesome. Um, I guess you weren't ready for this here. one. Yeah. Because it's just, you see so many plays. I mean, I could think of, I guess, two in particular. I mean, if you can, if if one. it takes you time to have to try to remember them, then they weren't play of the year for you, right? Like No, who's... it's more of like figuring out which one is the one. Yeah, Like there's gotcha. two where Mickey on Eichenwalde, uh with the uh, self-destruct against Rogue was pretty oh, good. God, it was yeah. probably like a key thing. But also, I don't know. Because I'm going to sound like a fanboy, but seeing Tuvik on King's Row against Utakai in the finals of APAC, mm-hmm. when he like 1v1 Ruge Hong, which gave them inevitably the win on the map, because he was able to take that Anna out 1v1, and then to just walk all That's over right. them by outpicking them and outplaying them, um, probably had to be the play for me. Okay, so Tuvik on uh, uh, APAC, right? Pharah versus Utakai, yeah. APAC, that was finals, right? Yep. Okay. To Vic APAC finals, that's definitely you know that's definitely great. And that was pivotal too. That arguably, if he doesn't win, you know, d- doesn't actually win a few of those skirmishes, he they lose the entire match. So they were super pivotal. 
Ben. Uh, this one's. I wanted to at first just go straight to uh, Zunba's uh, Graviton uh, in Overwatch World Cup. Or wait, not Zunba. Uh, wait, who's playing? I don't even remember. The the Graviton that came through when Ice involved that came through. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Just at the gate. At the gate. Yeah. It's it's mm-hmm. it. I I feel like I can't choose it though because in terms of how difficult it is to execute, like it was. Yeah, they used a great Graviton, well-placed. They put Nano Boost on a Genji. Genji pulled his blade out. Great synergy. Uh, I wanted to pick it because it was so surprising at the time, uh, just how effortlessly it appeared that they just pushed straight through. You know, First of all, not a lot of people even knew that you could go through the window at the right. time. So p- out comes Azaria. Surprise, surprise. Like Really interesting positioning for Azaria to come just from an angle you wouldn't expect at all. Uh, but in the end, I feel like it didn't. It didn't show. It wasn't like the highest level of skill that you could have at a play. Um, so I, I at first I chose that, but I actually kind of want to go back and and go to Taimu's Roadhog play uh, that went hyper viral. Uh, basically, it's one of like the sickest individual plays that exhibits the most individual skill that you'll see, uh, and just great decision making as well. Where Taimu on on Hollywood drops down, gets a hook pulls out his ult, gets several kills, finishes it with another hook, basically gets four kills like on his own. Um, so I guess I'll have to go with Taimu. I think it was Apex. Yeah, yeah I think so too. Right. Apex, was it the finals? Yeah, I think it was the finals. Apex finals, yeah. Okay, so Taimu to be okay. Well, for me, it was the the one that you were referring to, actually. The, the US versus Korea match and Ike involved, just that Zarya play. I mean, that was... That was probably the play of the tournament for me, even though there were some great matches and great, uh, especially between like Finland and Sweden. Um, but for me, you know, all, most of the audience, I think most, a lot of people, at least that were watching BlizzCon were, were hyped about the US team. I love, you know, had a lot to do with the, the team members. And, um, you know, after getting smashed in one, one of the matches, I think it was second, right? This, this match, um, you know, just having them, you know, succeeding or feeling like they were they were getting making some progress against the korean teams who were just the giant favorites and then just having it just <laughs> just completely stuffed at that moment from you know a very unexpected play with the zarya coming down and then you know obviously the 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 ult and then the genji finishing up with the finish of the emote too i don't know for me it's just the most memorable one of the most memorable plays the entire year and um yeah that's that have to be the pick for me flame Mm, I'll go with Soon on Tracer on Li Zhang. I remember who it was against, but it was um, during the finals of E League. Oh, E League. Oh, that's a different one. Um, e League. I just remember him dumpstering like three or four people by himself and like hit a crazy pulse bomb, and he was like winning one v ones the entire tournament on LAN. I don't know. I thought he had like the biggest impressive series of plays throughout that map in particular let me see who they were playing it was, it was though uh looks like they were playing was it, Honestly, it was... or was it rogue actually i think they might have been playing I think rogue, it was rogue right? yeah i think it was I think rogue. They been playing rogue yeah definitely that tournament in the most recent tournament i feel like soon was i just those are the two events i just like soon was just so pre- like prevalent and like, how can this guy not be the, one of the best tracers in the world? You know, that type of thing. Like, just in that discussion, whenever you watch him. Uh, okay, so that was Misfits vs. Rogue, right? 
soon. Yeah. All right. Good job. Uh, or at least the E League here. At least get this on on here. Okay. Cool. Um, all right. Why don't we talk about match of the year? Which um, had lots of different matches. Uh, I don't know if they're going to overlap with play of the year, but um, uh, Flame, you want to start this one? Match of the year. Yeah, lots mm, of good ones. I'll say Envy Rogue at Apex just because of the shit talk <laughs> and like the upset potential. Wow. Apex or no, Apex, right? Yeah, Apex. That was Apex. Wow, okay. Where they like call them out, they're like, oh, time or what was it? It was like someone's having visa issues. Well, they picked then, them. They picked to play them. So, I mean, I guess it starts off with that first, right? Yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. it, it created the hype, and then they shit talked each other on Twitter a little bit, and then. Tivik got slammed by Taimu, and then they won Apex. I thought that was like the match of the year, I think. Okay. Um, ben? For me, uh, it goes back to the Atlantic Showdown. Uh, when Envy lost, the the streak was ended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Jason and I had the pleasure of casting that event, which had a ton of really sick matches, actually. Uh, basically, every match that Rogue played uh, towards the end of the tournament was insanely sick. Uh, but that one was really notable to me, not just because it was an incredibly close, exciting game. It went uh, 2-2, and then it, I think it ended on a King of a Hill that was also 2-2. It was just down to the last possible seconds. Uh, but because the entire storyline going into that tournament, which was really the first super big tournament in competitive Overwatch after the game came out, the whole storyline was like, can anyone possibly beat Envious? And no one thought anyone could. At the time, Like Envious was basically untouchable uh so the fact that rogue ended up coming out and winning that set moving on to the grand finals eliminating envious uh was just incredible and no one expected it like i don't i don't know how it's like it's really hard to overstate how dominant envious were at the time like no one thought that they were gonna lose in that tournament i mean uh, after the tournament everyone's like well they never played europe on land so (laughs) you know all the europeans were like of course europe won (laughs) ha 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 um, but uh, I don't know. For me, at least, I, I think that was one of the biggest surprises and inter- most entertaining matches as well. I don't even remember what the streak was at the time. It was a lot of matches in a row. They won fifty-seven. There you go. Yeah, fifty-seven. So not including the Atlantic Showdown games. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll go next. For me, it's the same. It's the exact same match. It's a between Envious and Rogue. I think. I think maybe second place would go to. I don't know that phase fanatic match like that happened you know a couple of weeks ago was pretty amazing too but um but yeah i think the moment just ending the streak i think um you know just just really cementing rogue as as the you know arguably the top two teams i mean everybody's saying rogue's the best at this point but you know of course they hadn't won they you know they just had won this one land compared to you know like envious winning many many matches in a row but i think that match was what really solidified rogue as as like one of the top teams in overwatch and i think a lot of those matches it was like tons of overtime too if i remember correctly uh, it wasn't just going into you know just a, a, a tiebreaker. I think each of the maps had like some epic over overtimes too. So um, yeah, overall, I think that was a really good one. Second place would probably go to I, I think that Phase Fanatic match I believe was like super good too. But um, yeah, that's my pick, Jason. Same. 
Yeah. Uh, like showdown, envious just rogue. But I yeah. want to give an honorable mention to the Cloud Niners reunited in the Overkill League, um, where it went the full distance between those two teams, and that's where I guess the accusations came out for sure for. Oh god. But that was a that was a pretty good series as well. <laughs> okay. I don't remember that one. Jeez. Okay. It was something like four three year. Like it went all the way. It was mm. it was pretty insane. Now we've had some amazing matches this year. Like I feel like every tournament has a round or at least one match that's just crazy epic and you, know, you can talk about it for days all right next category we've got uh let's see well overwatch obviously had a lot of animated shorts this week this this year so what's your favorite animated short uh, we've had i don't know how many we've had we've had probably like eight of them i believe or seven 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 of them so yeah, any of your favorites? We'll start with uh, Jason. What's your favorite? Uh, the Bastion. All right, the Bastion one. Okay, it was uh, it was really sad. It was really cool though, and you learned quite a bit more about Bastion and like where his emotes came from and him in general and about what happened for, like during the war. Definitely. Yeah. All right. So the last Bastion for Jason. Uh, Flame, your pick. Mm-hmm. Probably when Mandana got 360 no scope by Widowmaker. That was a <laughs> okay. good one. Yep, that was a good one. That was the, gosh, I'm trying to remember the all beginning the beginning of the Omnic Crisis. Yeah, that was. When all the bots revolted. Alive, right? That's what it's called. Yeah. That's an awesome one. Uh, for me, dragons. I'm just a sucker for, you know, just the whole ninja <laughs> dragons and all that. Just that whole kind of theme and storyline. I just love it. And I mean, the end, I think the very end scene is just amazing. It's like what I dream about when I'm thinking about, I don't know, anything from anime to kung fu type of <laughs> type of uh, movies or content or TV shows that I want to see. It's that type of, of conflict or battle at the end. Ben? Uh, the inner weave in me wants to go with you on dragons, but uh, I, I feel like the Bastion short tugged at my heartstrings and showed more plot than any other. Uh, so... For action and cool shit, Dragons, I think, <laughs> easily is the coolest. Uh, but I, I enjoyed Bastion. I enjoyed The Last Bastion the most. Yeah, Last Bastion, I think, was the most like cinematic one. The one that you could actually see in a movie theater. Very Pixar-like. Uh, and, and potentially what we could see in the future, you know, if they end up making an Overwatch movie. I, I think it would do awesome. I think an Overwatch movie would do well if it's at that kind of quality. It's crazy good. I mean, that one was more or less like a PTSD awareness video. <laughs> well, that, that too. Like, they could have put like a whatever at the end, like a, I don't know what the word is. You mean like a an ad PSA for a PTSD of, yeah. rehab center and it would have made sense, I think. <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, last one that we have, I mean, unless we come up with some others after this. Um, drama of the year we gotta have a little bit of drama we've been talking about just like serious stuff the entire entire time but you know overwatch is only you know roughly i don't know six months old now seven months old uh the beta is obviously longer than that maybe just over a year but we've had our share of drama with a butt gate and you know obviously some accusations and, and all kinds of things so yeah what's your drama of the year uh, we'll have accusations. Flint. I was just started. All right, accusations. All right, accusations. Okay. Sorry, but sure for all the drama around that. Then Taimu, all the drama around that. Yep. I mean, Ben's shaking his head, but I mean, 
it was a very pitchforky time of the year for everyone in the Overwatch community. Yeah, I mean, we even saw a team get dropped from you know a, a very large team brand, TSM. Uh, thankfully, they got picked up by Call, but uh, or Complexity. But we did see ramifications from these you know pitchforks that that did happen, and you know, like I I think talking about how like the results of this, or at least, um, I mean, have none of them have actually been a um, confirmed of ever hacking B. I don't think any, is anybody really questioning it at this point after them being at so many well, lands at this point? And the big thing was the fact that blizzard literally looked at those players. Like this is like one of the first times I've seen like a pu- game publisher actually look at certain players to see if they were cheating. Like even valve and the majors, they don't really, put out anything about that until it's like time. And then even then they don't manually go search it themselves. I don't think, but to have them actually look at the clips and try to analyze, like talking with the designers of the game to see if that's possible, to see if it's just spectator mode or whatnot to actually invest into that was really cool to see. Like that kind of like was the cherry on the top of the drama for me. The fact that they actually yeah. wanted to to see if they were cheating or not. And then obviously take action if they were. Yeah. And you know, talking about it after all this, and, and during that time, we did, I don't know how many shows, Ben, we talked about accusations and just like, we've, we are saying like, you know, innocent people proven guilty, no, you know, pitchforking is a terrible thing. So you just kind of wait, you know, and Blizzard, have, have Blizzard look at it. I, I just want to m- make sure everybody's, you know, clear on this and we're looking at it now. Clearly they weren't hacking. I mean, clearly they are great players. I mean, we've seen them now all at lands. I mean, we're, we're all revering them all the time now, you know, at these tournaments and making great plays. So I just want to make sure we, you know, that, that whole bit is, is completely done with for good. And there's just, you know, a closed chapter on all that crap because, um, you know, like I said, it, it was, it can be potentially very devastating to, to players, so, um, you know, to the community, got to hold off. You got to hold off until, you know, again, Blizzard goes in, investigates it. If they come out and say they were cheating, then, you know, you can say whatever you want. But before that, it's pretty tough. Flame? I mean, the whole thing was Blizzard's fault, let's be real. Like, forget the accusations. They were like, we were watching like 15 tick demos on like 100 ping matches, and they were like smoothing the aim, and people's mouses were teleporting. Like, you haven't uh, seen a clip like that since uh, the game came out. So, yeah. while it was drama, it was pretty much like you could blame it all on the game engine like after the patch after christmas last year i don't think it ever came back like no one's ever seen a mouse teleporting since then okay so you think it's more of a technical thing that yeah and back to the tsm thing like the tjo brothers have like multiple legitimate sevo and esca bands they do that's why they're not getting picked up not because of the accusations but my i think my favorite drama of the year was envious's roster on the whole like just envious like just just straight up team envious. Like you had the Thymu incident, you had Tailspin just not getting on his plane back to Korea. You had Mickey showing up and just being like the funniest person in the world. You had them playing Jenga like the wrong way for some reason on camera. Not drama, please. I mean that's it was like it could have you could make a TV series out of Envious's roster and it would have been watchable. I think it would have been a good drama. Okay. I mean tailspin leaving the way he did and like putting out that stupid statement about how time has good aim was pretty funny and then they win apex without him like i thought that like that's a good drama yeah that's that's legitimate drama there I'd watch I'll, it, g- yeah. I'll give you that one i definitely give you the, the t- tailspin leaving one okay uh ben i i i honestly this is tough because for me the accusation one 
uh, hits home because the entire time that Reddit was completely and utterly convinced that multiple top pros were blatantly hacking. I'm like, guys, you are so dumb. You don't know how this works. These are demos. These are spectator modes. All these reasons. You're not pro gamers. You don't understand. It's very vindicating now for months and months and months of online and land play kind of disproving that. Uh, and I'm so glad to have that disproved because there was there was honestly a period where I would say thousands and thousands, if not tens of thousands of people Maybe even hundreds of thousands of people, if you look at the YouTube videos, that were like proof that Surefor and Taimu are hacking, bought into this. And first half of I the year, the, the entire first yeah, half of the year, it, it was for it actually lasted for months, months and months and months. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so glad that that is no longer a conversation. Uh, luckily, I don't think it actually harmed any of those players in the long term. Maybe maybe in the short term they got people harassing them, whatever. But that all dissipated. But in the end, I do have to agree with Flame. I think the best drama of the year is is Tailspin leaving Envious and then Envious finding the perfect replacement. I think that's <laughs> probably one of the best storylines of the whole year, frankly, is like how Envious like actually ended up benefiting from this roster swap. Uh, this, Frankly, it was a surprise. It was a shock roster swap, uh, but it benefited them. And you know, Tailspin left in a rather unceremonious way and Envious didn't miss a beat. In fact, they were better for it. So yeah. I think I got to go with that. As good as the envious thing was, and, you know, obviously I've had my share of discussing trauma over the years. Uh, I mean, it didn't get out. It didn't get to the point where it was outright them just like, you know, laying it down, you know, just laying it all out there in, in front of everybody. So, I mean, there were a little innuendos and jabs at each other, tiny ones. But for the most part, you know, they, I think they, they held it or at least they controlled their their possible uh, trashing of each other. Um, so because of that, I think I'd have to go with accusations. I think accusations um, it was the first thing that was, you know, the first bit of drama in Overwatch, and um, it's a serious thing to talk about, too. So I, I think that the fact that um, it's all worked out, it's been vindicated, and it doesn't matter that these, these players were vindicated either. I mean, if there were people that are actually hacking and they got caught, I mean, that would actually be you know, a, a fine result too, um, you know, in terms of me talking about the drama. But I think this was something that, like Ben said, we had a lot of the community like chiming in on it. And it was like very strong opinions and strong emotions, you know, and, and it's very one-sided too, because it's hard for the other side to go and defend these people because of just how much, you know, vitriol that's out there against, you know, ha- hackers um, and totally understand too, you know, we don't want cheaters. We definitely don't want cheaters in our, in our community and especially cheaters, you know, winning these tournaments and really, um, uh, you know, devaluing these awesome, awesome events. That a lot of people work hard and trying to organize and whatnot. But, um, but the accusation clearly is a, is a huge thing and it's been huge in any game. So like having us have to deal with an overwatch, I think was a pretty, pretty big thing. Can we give an honorable mention to the, uh, the drama around Esper? Like not him in particular, but like Twitch chat kicking Esper off the team and like oh, God. how support energy kept getting kicked. Like every Mercy player was eventually kicked from the team. And Tracer's butt. Uh, no, <laughs> Tracer's that butt. That was <laughs> okay. Tracer's butt might have gotten the most views and upvotes. I, I don't even know what it was like on Reddit. To be honest, coverage, coverage, yeah, coverage. Yeah. I mean, how many? like mainstream gaming sites actually you know uh, that. all of them all it was ridiculous literally all it was of them literally ridiculous it's crazy 
Um, and then you know the same sides are trying to cover this whole Tracer's gay thing now, right? So it's it's. I mean, I think I think, but back to what Jason's saying, I think Twitch chat's like actively trying to get a few more energy people cut right now. So let's see where that ends up. I mean, but that's 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 a team's fault if they're gonna be listening, listening to Twitch chat. I mean, right? It's the whole S word thing was ridiculous. It's like. Yeah, he's dying over and over again. I mean, some of the times it was a bad place, but some of the times it's just like, what do you expect? I mean, they're just like diving on him, and he's he's yeah, he's having a hard time staying alive. But um, you know, that has a lot that has something to do with his teammates too, right? <laughs> Trying to keep him alive. So it, it was that that was definitely definitely terrible. And um, I mean, you saw some of that with reinforce too, right? Reinforce at um, was it Atlantic Showdown or what? Whatever it was, like we saw some of that. The same thing there, and that was like ridiculous too. So, um, yeah, teams listening to Twitch chat. I mean, that's the team's fault if that, you know, that's the case. That's kind of ridiculous. I don't think any teams actually listen to Twitch chat. <laughs> Twitch, chat Twitch chat will, chat will still, that. yeah, yeah. Twitch chat will still actively <laughs> petition to get players. And it's not really drama. It's not drama unless like people are act, you know, actually listening to. It. I don't, you know, Twitch chat thinking whatever is not necessarily drama. Uh, okay, well, that's the end. That's all the categories I had. You guys think of any kind of fun categories? Worst player of the year. Um, Worst player of the year. I want to give that. I want to give that to a special, a special man out there. Um, ZP and Hex both know who I'm talking about. It's got to be Super Cookie um, on his soldier play. If you haven't seen that video, just go. Oh, I think I've seen this. Yeah. Wait, which one was soldier. that? If you want to actually pull it up, Shaman. Which That'd one was it? Link me. Link so me. We can show- Did you link let me? Let me go find it. Yeah. Yeah. Like which one was that? Was that the one where you, he was missing, obviously, right? Like, uh, I vaguely remember okay, it. Super Cookie highlights. All right. I vaguely remember this. Is this a professional player? No. Okay, I was going to say. But it's hilarious. If you want to show it, I, I will not say no. <laughs> I will not say no. All right. Oh, my. Oh, this is actually from Atlantic Showdown, though. Okay. Let's do this. Bringing it up. While we're bringing it up, I don't. Are we really doing a category here? Let's see. Okay. Yeah, I mean, just just show it. Just, just show right the video. Right. You don't actually need to like vote on. Looking for the fairy, not able to land the tracking that he's looking for. Right, let's now go. Let's, let's like start over again. Here deals with this fairy here in just a moment. <laughs> he's gonna come right back up. We're super cookie. I can't believe I'm there. Looking for the fairy, not <laughs> able to land the tracking that he's looking <laughs> this for. This looks like this looks like me shooting. Deal with the fairy. Then you move on. Like, what's the next problem? Well, probably the roadhog. Let's focus the roadhog. So. At the very basics of just oh, kind of God, this is mean. You're just you I, exactly. All right, that's enough. That's enough. That's that. that this is literally like me shooting. This is like <laughs> me playing like soldier the right there. Things I've ever seen. Oh I mean, God, you guys. To him because he's playing the tournament, but you know he missed a lot of shots. Yeah, well, he definitely missed a lot of shots. That's true. Um, okay, well, I think that's it for the category. So, um, I mean, you know, great year for for Overwatch. Uh, you know, I think we're 2017 is going to be even better even more things to talk about i think the drama category will probably be upped by at least 2x from from the things we can choose from blizzard's probably hoping no i hope that's not going to be the case but that's just what what happens um and actually you know i do want to bring up one thing and this doesn't necessarily have to do with overwatch but it, it, it potentially could you know in the coming future uh but there's a lot of stuff going on on csgo right now which is uh the whole PA thing. I don't know if you guys have been watching it, um, but you know maybe a lot of this will be resolved. You know, ba- just CS:GO really paving the way for it, and it's easy in Overwatch. But um, you know, with the Overwatch League and with Blizzard actually running the league, I mean, will there even be that kind of discussion 
in in the no, Overwatch I mean, scene because it's more is it going it's going to be more like LCS versus um you know having this this um environment where we need a players association I mean they're dire need of a players association I think right now in CS:GO and you know we have players feeling like they don't have a say in what they can you know which events that they they can play in and I don't know just just that whole bit right do you you guys see that happening in Overwatch soon I think there should be a players union in every game, but I don't think that the drama CSGO is going through will translate to Overwatch. Like, well, it might just be solved by then. You know, like whatever happens in CSGO, we just just ends up. Using no, I mean the, the problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like the problem with CSGO is that Valve just doesn't do anything. Like they just they're yeah. so hands off when it comes to CSGO because their hands are tied with Dota and I don't, they don't have people doing CSGO. So like. In reality, all this PEA drama could just be like instantly dissipated if Valve was just like, "I'm not letting any of you guys license our game for tournaments." Like they could literally <laughs> right. just shut down the entire right. drama by themselves, but they're not going to. So, like, I think that CS:GO is creating like this weird ecosystem where the tournament organizers think that they have all the power. I mean, which I guess they do, or they're used to having all the power, but it's all because Valve is just kind of not involved at all. Well- they're not creating a weird ecosystem. This is an ecosystem that all traditional sports have, you know, where the game is, you know, no, isn't owned in by traditional anything. sports, you have like the NFL. You don't have like yeah. the NFL and the AFL at the same time with teams playing the same thing. And they, yeah, like soccer has FIFA, like FIFA's in charge. Uh, MLS has MLS or whatever, but FIFA still overarches like the entire world, I guess. Like CSGO, everyone's trying to become that FIFA org right now and yeah but you still have the players association which is or players union association whatever you want to call it that is a a united front where they can strike they can just not play you know what i mean like whatever contract or not they they can just sit and yeah i mean i that's what i'm saying i think everything should have a players union but i don't think the pea drama has any implication on overwatch's future between the two like cs is a completely different ecosystem than like league of legends and and overwatch i think overwatch is more like league where you're gonna yeah. have well the league for it right and then the big problem that league had was when um riot was paying the organizations like effectively play, paying the salaries but the problem was the organizations would use that money for something else would use it for like their cs team or their dota team or whatever yeah i think eventually we're gonna get something like that as well where i think blizzard's gonna be a little bit more hands-on making the orgs pay the players the money and not taking the money for other different avenues that they want to go with um and there has to be something there has to be something between like the players and blizzard when it comes to this league that's coming up because yeah. the players have to be happy like the players make the league basically um and if like seagull's like yeah i don't want to play in the league because they're not paying me any money and they're taking away all my rights then you're gonna get a lot of bad pr towards the league so there has to be something that transitions like what the players need and want to blizzard and vice versa but how's that work? Because the teams, I mean, the players are officially the team's employees, you know, in a way. I mean, I, I don't know if they're a contractor or whatnot, like officially with these contracts, but let's just say they're employees of the teams. Then, yeah, I guess here's the, here's the way to look at it. That's what's weird here's, about that. Yeah, I mean, here's the way to look at it, though. Like, when Blizzard and, or when Valve announces a Dota major, the players are never like, oh, I'm not playing in that. And like, if ESL announced a Dota tournament the weekend of a major, then, like, nobody would even touch ESL, right? Like, they would just be like, all right, I'm playing in this major. The problem with CS is that that's not a thing. Like, they always license them out. All the majors are, like, licensed out to the tournament organizers. But they don't have, like, a very set system of how they do things in CS. Like, Valve, again, doesn't touch it. So, like, 
you wouldn't run into that problem so much in Overwatch because if Blizzard was like, okay, we're gonna have a league, like what player is gonna yeah. say no? I don't want to play in that. I'd rather play in something True. else. True. And like that's kind of the same way the LCS operates. Like I don't think the LCS has this problem because like the players already signed off contracts saying like, all right, we're gonna do it this way. Well, like, the, the the players also don't have an issue because. Riot just won't let anybody else do any League of Legends terms. I mean, literally, LCS is like the only thing out there. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's a complete. I mean, Blizzard's going to allow other people to do some tournaments. It's just they're going to expect that their league is the main storyline, main league for competitive Overwatch. Uh, so, and and it will be. Yeah, of course uh, it will be. They, they've made their plans very very clear. Uh, Blizzard is going to establish the dominant force in in overwatch esports they're going to control it they're going to license it so uh, a lot of these issues in theory could be mitigated by blizzard but there still should be an independent players union because blizzards you know they have their own best interest in mind not necessarily that of each individual player uh i'm not saying that blizzard couldn't do it uh, and maybe they'll have you know in an ideal world blizzard is entirely aligned with all of the players best interests so you wouldn't necessarily need it, but just for protection, I think we need players' unions. But not a single esport has a proper players' union, and we're we're like, what, five years into the explosion of esports that began in 2011, 2012? Uh, oh, yeah, uh, and no one's even come close to making a good players' union, so that shit's a ways off, and it's unfortunate. Like We, we, we could really use it by now. Uh, well, what's interesting is you guys are talking about Blizzard and the players, but there's a giant layer between the players and Blizzard, which are the teams. You know what I mean? So it, it isn't really, like, I don't think actually Blizzard yeah, should have too. something set up. It's more that the Players Association need to, you know, make sure that when it comes from the players and the teams and that relationship and that rev share and all that stuff, that they're, you know, they that agreement, that whatever bargaining agreement, whatever you want to call it in whatever sport, um, is, is going to be fair and proper and, rep, you know, represent the players in the best way. I don't think Blizzard's actually deals with the players. I mean, they they need to obviously foresee that the teams are treating their players well. But no, Blizzard's gonna have contracts with the teams to with like expectations of the players, like lifestyles and shit. It's not like the league's gonna come out and players are not gonna be localized. Like, it's not like Phase is gonna have the luxury of being able to leave three people in Europe year round and stuff. And like, I think the salaries will be controlled. I'm pretty sure that hmm. that was the whole point of the league was to like take control of the orgs in some way or at least like put stricter mandates on how the orgs treat the players okay like even salaries that wow that's work, like against that's, that though yeah that's yeah, but like, they wouldn't. The, well no no think of like the draft that original talk about the league was having a full draft every player was out of their contract and to organizations could draft you into the team and you wouldn't really have a say yeah you would just be put onto a team with people you don't like and if that happens then obviously the players will be you know be pissed off the thing is if you're an org if you're Let's say you're Cloud9, you're envious, and you have the choice between releasing all your players um, out of their contracts and joining the league and getting your name your, your name as an organization out there, or say, no, we want to keep our players together, but now they can't play in the league. Obviously, the org is going to choose the league because it's beneficial to them than to choose the players. Yeah. So you need that medium ground to like facilitate, like, well, no, you can't just do this, or yeah, we can work on some way to make it you know beneficial to everyone. Um, I don't know. It can be really scary. Obviously, you you would assume and hope Blizzard has the players' interests in mind. But look Boy, at, I, I still have to say, look at LCS. Look what happened with Riot and the players, where they were supposed to be getting paid a certain amount, um, but the orgs were using the money for something else. 
and like and then that works for even paying some of the players in some of in some of the teams like right. there's a lot of back pay that never got paid or there's a lot of problems <laughs> there has to be something and i agree with ben that how has there not been something created yet that's yeah a lot of the employers man and then you have to find a way to empower the group like that's another thing like you have to like yeah. what's like how do you convince the orgs like all right say like or Blizzard comes in, they're like, oh, we're going to do a draft, whatever. You're going to play your players $5,000 a month, blah, blah, blah. And then you have, like, billionaires like Elon Musk and Robert Kraft just buy out all the contracts for right. their team so that they can, like, free up their entire roster or whatever, which if you're an org owner, you don't care, right? Like, you give up Mendo and Shurford, but you make a couple million dollars. Like, that sounds good, right? So yeah, it's, like, even if the players are like, no, it doesn't matter right now because they already signed all their contracts. Like, you'd have to do it in this medium stage right now. Like that's the only time you could do it. And yeah, that's I like mean, the problem with CSGO too, is like you ha- you would have to write into the contracts between the orgs and Blizzard that like the players are empowered through the union and like all this other shit. Like you can't just like create a union after the contracts are written. Cause at the end of the day, like if the players don't have a right of first refusal, then the orgs can just drop them whenever they want. And like, okay, you're a player. Congrats. You're in a union, but I just dropped your contracts. Like what are you going to do? So it's like now or never, I think. For it's that. it's tricky. It's definitely very tricky, and it again we we can't really use what you know what a lot of I mean we we can look at what Riot's done, but we can't really use what traditional sports does because because again the 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 IP is owned by a the league owner. It's it's completely a different thing. So um, I don't know. I, I part of me wants Blizzard to police a little bit, but part of me like I think they should step back a little bit, you know, just like definitely police the standpoint of you know, how the teams are doing um, financially, but having to micro, you know, exactly what each team is doing. I think that's where it, it's, there's no point in having teams. If that's the case, like Blizzard should just own all the teams too. You know, like if, are we going that route? I, I kind of hope we're not going that route. Definitely uh, not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, th- that's a bad thing if they're, they're going to um, be, be going that far. And that, that's more like riot or going down more of a riot um, standpoint. I think the brands should be able to do what they should do. You know, like they should be able to do whatever they want to do. I mean, if they want to, you know, do what say like the Florida Marlins have done for a long time in baseball, which is just like, I mean, maybe they're, they're away from that now, but for a long time they were just, you know, they had no good players on their team. They were just trying to make, you know, a few, few like just be, be um, posit- like uh, profitable to a certain extent. And literally, the the fan base was just d- dissipating every single year. But they were still making some money. But it was easily the probably the worst franchise in, in ML uh, Major League Baseball. Um, you know, I think when things like that start happening, sure, like, I think Blizzard can come in and just like you know really see what's going on here. But in terms of like, you know, are you you're going to drop this guy? I don't know if you should drop this guy. You know, like, energy's going to drop Seagull. I don't think you guys you should drop Seagull, you know, or anything like that. That would be crossing the line, I think, in, in terms of what they should be doing. Um, but okay. Well, anyways, we got some questions here. Uh, I want to do some quick shout-outs, though, to the uh, folks on iTunes that are listening to our podcast. We, uh, we're obviously available on iTunes, and um, you guys have been doing a great job of obviously leaving us some feedback and um, you know, leaving us five-star ratings because we're starting to go up some in the SEO on iTunes, which is great when people look for Overwatch podcasts. But a big quick uh, shout-out to Arcane Slaughter for leaving the last rating. And if you want to help out the show, want to help folks uh, find the show easier and you listen to this on iTunes, even if you don't listen to iTunes, if you have iTunes, you can go and um, you know, leave us a nice review if you like the show. 
uh, helps a great deal. So uh, it'd be awesome if you can. But we do have some questions, uh, email questions from folks that have uh, that watch the show a lot, and some pay, uh, it's not some other guys that have um, been trying to get their their question in for a while now. But Ann Forrester asks. Um, my question is about the quad tank meta. I hear people talking about the quad tank meta a lot, but I've been watching the MLG Vegas VOD and it seems to me that although many teams will start out playing it safe with quad tank, the opposing team will often switch to more DPS and then this will then force the team running quad tank to switch off quad and more into DPS uh, mount an appropriate response. I've seen this multiple times. So I guess I'm wondering if we can really call it quad tank meta anymore with soldier fair tracer reaper at least harry hooks playing seeing competitive play seemingly making a lot of impact and seemingly making a lot of impact more often uh so yeah so the question is 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 there really a quad tank meta right now i mean we saw it a, a time or two right I don't, I don't think there's been much of a a quad tank meta flame what do you think uh, well or triple tank think? has definitely been more more dominant. Yeah. But triple tank. Realize, for sure. I mean, you have to realize that, like, there's ways to beat it, obviously, or like you can beat it by playing a specific way. But when it comes to like consistently good results, do you want to just play defense on most maps? You can generally just stall the card out with four tanks. Like, that's that's one of the reasons why um, Fnatic, I think, did so well at what's it called? At MLG, because Happy, I think, was probably one of the best players on diva like stalling out the cart like you could notice it i mean like obviously teams ran without diva but the ability to like abuse the tanks easily is what makes it strong like i mean there's right. like obviously if you're running nano boosted genji on shadow burn and like you miss a sleep dart or a nerd shadow you just lose right but like that doesn't make the meta less tank heavy so mm-hmm. i don't know okay i mean I guess the answer is that we don't really see quad that often, but when it does happen, it's, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's effective. It's effective on, on defense. I feel it's, it's just so a triple tank isn't too, too different, but these tank heavy lineups are so reliant on hog getting hooks, right? Otherwise it's very, very difficult to get (laughs) kills. Yeah. Um, So if you do see quad tank working out, I feel like nine out of 10 times it's because the hog is hooding, hitting his hooks uh, at least half, or at least 50, 60%. If you can do that, then it works. But I feel like if you can't, it's really difficult, even against like triple tank or, or two tank or two, 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 even it's really difficult to make a lot of progress. If you're not able to hit those hooks that said with a diva, with a, with a road hog, you're going to bust down the enemy's Reinhardt shield really damn fast. So you're out, you will have a lot of opportunities to hit those hooks. Yeah. But if you, if you, if you can't, then you're kind of dead in the water. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Uh, we got another question from Jay okay. Duff. Oh, Jason, you got any comments on it? No, it's, it's fine. All right. Uh, Jay Duff, Duff, D-U-F. Uh, hey, would you guys like to have a, uh, the option to downvote maps when you play on competitive ladder, similar to the system we use in StarCraft 2? I personally dislike King of the Hill and would love to have options to remove at least one or two maps from my map pool. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? We talked about this like early on, like in, in Overwatch. And uh, I mean, it would be weird though. I mean, it, I don't know. It's tough for competitive. You're up with friends. Like, yeah. uh. I think on quick, quick play, definitely. I, I, I could totally see an option for quick play in competitive. I don't know. It's a little skewed. You know what I mean? Like, 
let's just go overboard. Let's just say you could literally downvote every map except for one. And then all of a sudden you're like, you know, top 10 player just on one map. Is that really representative of how you should be, you know, on the competitive ladder? You know, I don't think so. So for me with competitive ladder, I don't think you should. I don't think there should be like 30 maps though, but I don't think, you know, eliminating two or three that we did had on StarCraft 2 is going to be the right system either. What do you guys think? I mean, I, I came from the run into like people banning CP every time. Two CP. Yeah. Like yeah. everyone will say no, we don't want two CP, and then it'll accumulate like the maps that people want the least, and then well, then you never play two CP, and then Blizzard never gets to fix the gate mode because they don't have the data they need, kind of thing. I don't know. I think it's it's a pretty slippery slope, but it also it's... does like make Blizzard recognize this is the map that no one wants to play, so you need to change something right. about the map. Like there's ups and downsides to it. I think you still get plenty Ultimately, of people playing two at two CPs. You just wouldn't get the top level, probably top tier players playing it. <laughs> Ultimately, they just need to make all of the maps good. And <laughs> oh god, I don't know. I, from my get perspective, uh, I, I'm not sure how everyone in chat uh, and Flame and, uh, and Jason and all you guys will feel about this. I feel like every map in the game is good, other than two CP. All of them are good. I like all. Of them. I actually like. Uh, people like talk Ilias a lot too? of crap on. Uh, on Ilios? I, I think Ilios is fine. I like Ilios. I like all the King of the Hill maps. I like all the payload maps. It's just 2CP that, that kind of gets on my nerves for a lot of the ties and uh, the summy random nature. So I think just make 2CP better and we don't need this at all. Yeah, I mean, I came from TF2 and being the best TF2 player didn't mean you were like the best arena player. Like arena wasn't factored in and like cough maps. I mean, there was only like one cough map that I ever saw the light of day. And then, like, even payload was just not a thing. So I don't know that the game needs to span across three game modes in the longevity, like, in the future. Like, maybe we'll watch this VOD in 2018 and we'll be like, oh, remember when we used to play competitive 2CP and, like, it'll only be, like, some new game mode and payload or something? Like, that'd be sick. Because I'm not really convinced that 2CP can ever be competitive without like massive overhauls in terms of like being a better team and winning consistently on that. Like you could argue that the better team will come out on top on Koth most times and even on payload, right? Like just from better play. But 2CP is like very, I mean, there's obviously issues with it, right? So I wouldn't mind a downvote button. But back to what you were saying before, um, Chairman about like being able to pick your maps in quick play like that's something that i think this game is actually just missing and it like tilts me to think about that like when you queue in this game you actually can't choose your map yeah and like i mean well, they said that the server browser is coming but i want true. like a lot of functionality right like i want to be able to join a server and say okay i want to play quick play on king's row and like that's it i only want to play king's row maybe for like an hour because i'm just trying to figure out stuff on king's row or maybe i just want to like figure out conk spots or like tracer jumps like random shit like that but you can't do that right now, and it limits, I think, my enjoyment sometimes because you wind up in a spot where, okay, I'm going to queue ranked, but you get Anubis three times in a row, and you're like, all right, well, that was fun. Like, the, I, read, like I think that there's definitely some validity to the ability to choose the map that you get next or just eliminate maps from being able to be played. I think the worst is when a new map comes out, and like you really want to play it. Like I really want to try, try it, and I, I don't have enough people to, to run a custom game with. And I just can't, I mean, it literally takes, you know, 10 tries before I, I finally get it. You know, like if Oasis came out today and I wanted to play Oasis, I'd literally have to queue over and over and over until I freaking get the thing. And it would, I don't know, it'd be 
kind of painful to do that. Uh, so I think that at least with that function, it'd be great. And, and like you said, Two Flame, it's like, you know, if, I, if we just want to play a certain map, then that would that, be... That'd I would love community servers in this game, man. Like, you have no yeah, idea. That's, like, that's common, TF2 apparently. was literally made off community servers. I would, like, love to just buy... Well, apparently it's yeah, coming, coming. somewhere. I guess. It's like, this is mine. Yeah, that's, that's going to change the game 100%, like, for the better. Well, the question is, is will there be mods, too? Like, will we be able to create our own maps and, and that sort of thing on those servers? Hopefully, I mean, this game will be infinitely more successful in the long term the second that they release the map editor really infinitely more successful. infinitely more 100 percent. like wow. look at every other going... fps that's been successful in esports throughout all of fps okay. history yeah. they've all had user-made maps they've had yeah, great sure. mods they've True. had like what like imagine if like 1v1 in this game was like the same way tf2 ran like people would play that shit all day like there's so many good things that you can do with this game it's just they haven't been done yet and yeah. I mean, it's obviously a manpower, time, and yeah. like priority thing. But my, if you let some let some people go at it, like you can make some really good stuff. Yeah, might as well let yeah exactly leverage the the masses out there. That's why I've always wondered what the arcade's going to end up being. Maybe the arcade will end up being a bunch of user made maps too, on top of just the community servers. Uh, all right, let's see. Last question here from Wayne Lim. And this is actually from a couple of weeks ago. We didn't get a chance to ask. Do you guys think with shields being so accessible and cheap now that maybe the next hero would have the shield-breaking abilities, i.e. damage deals one and a half times to shield portion of hit points? You mean Roadhog or what? <laughs> That's true. Or like Sombra. Yeah, EMP. Sombra, Sombra uh. EMP kind of thing. Yeah, I don't think... Yeah, having something specific to shield I think would be not global enough for a, a character ability. We don't have that many abilities for the characters, so the, the characters need to affect every single character in which it can do. And I know Sombra can give everybody like the shields, and that's probably what he's talking about, but um, I don't know. I don't, I don't see that being a great ability. Jason, what do you think, man? You've been I quiet. Like ability. I, well, I remember hearing from someone, I can't remember who the hell told me, um, but having a hero who can do like percent max health damage, or like damage based on max health oh wow yeah would eliminate like tanks would help eliminate tanks and counter like a heavy tank meta even with anna but then it wouldn't make you that effective against heroes that have low hp pools i think that could be something interesting like in league of legends that was a, a big okay. turning point yeah for, like vein who could do was like seven percent max health every three hits and then you have blade of the rune king which add extra like percent health damage um I don't know if it's it's too cancer though. I mean, that's pretty disgusting to have to be a Reinhardt player and to just get absolutely wrecked because, well, you can't do anything to that really. So, but that'd be I don't know interesting. There's a lot of different avenues they can still go with like ability types. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the I mean Reinhardt I don't think would be affected that bad as long as his shield didn't take that percentage damage. It was literally only hit points. I mean, I think it would be like Roadhog and and Diva and those those characters that would take it much worse. I think that's cool. I, I mean, I, I think later on when we have like a, more characters and you can have more specialists, uh, you know, the, the ability to pick specialists like that, uh, that, that would, could be a, an interesting uh, ability. Anybody else? Anything specific to shields, you think? I mean, I'd rather them rework shields. I don't really like the idea of armor and shields right now. I feel like they're kind of like, I don't know what the word is. They're not really armor and shields. They're just kind of, Regenerative hit points. Bonus HP, yeah. yeah. It's like, I feel like they could do a lot more with that and like make more heroes like obvious counters and 
give heroes other strengths based around shields, but yeah. All right. Well, that's it for the questions. Thanks for all the folks that wrote in. Again, if you guys want to uh, submit your question for next week, go ahead and do that at the overview at chainmanv.tv, and we'll be sure to read them out. That's going to be it, guys. It's uh, almost two hours here. Great show. You guys have any big plans for uh, New Year's coming up here before we do shout-outs? Anybody? Big plans this weekend? I just got in at my place so back in Germany, so I'm probably going to be playing a lot of Overwatch. Congrats, Jason. When, yeah, it's only been since August, and I finally have internet at my place. But now my computer doesn't work, so we'll see how that one goes. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be fun. Gonna be playing a lot of uh, a lot of Overwatch, and right. finally get to do the show from home instead yeah. of going to the office at 10 p.m. at night. That's cool. So head back to head back home. That's cool. Uh, how about you guys? Anything? Ben, you, you're going just on vacation, right? Oh, going to Tahoe. All oh, right, I'm going to Tahoe. Going to try to hit the slopes. Cool. North or south? Not it. Uh, North Shore. North Shore. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that's a popular yep. place. <laughs> also going to try to get GM. Oh, it was 8SR away, man. What the hell? Dude, he was 8SR eight away, away that I tuned in, and I literally uh, saw him lose like so many. <laughs> the last few days have been so rough. Oh, man. It's tough. So that's my plan for yeah. the next day before I leave. for. I have like one day left before I leave for Tahoe. So That's cool. Good luck. I might stream it. So if anyone wants to watch me struggle. IRL skiing stream? Oh, yeah. Dude. Dude, GoPro. That'd be Let's sick. go. Let's do I it. actually did that. Did you? Fun fact, just because Flame brought this up. The old Justin TV app, Justin TV Android app, back in 2011, had a live broadcast functionality. Yeah, I, I don't know why we got rid of it. Uh, I know. Seriously. I streamed myself skiing once. Did you? Unfortunately, the VOD is gone forever. Uh, but... Okay, wait, wait. I figured this out, though. I had this idea the other day. You can if you want to do it, just Skype your phone to your PC. No, no, you can do it easier it. nowadays. You can do it on um, There's live, live, live Air. Um, I mean, I, I want to put it on Twitch, though. I don't want, like, some... No, no, you can't put it on Twitch. Live Air has a... Um, like, they use the Twitch API, so you just log into your Twitch. I couldn't log in because I had the, the double authentication thing, so... Um, I, I couldn't do it myself, but I know a lot of people have been using. It. I know Anna or Anna used it, and and um, it's a great made way. a guide actually. Yeah, yeah, it, it's uh-huh. it's it's easy to use, but I don't anyway. know how you, how you would connect like your GoPro to it or something like that. But um, yeah, you can you can at least tape tape it to your helmet and then just put your phone on it and I do can't it that way. Bed falling on his face. You're are you good? Are you you snowboard or you ski? I'm snowboard. I'm not yeah. that good. I'm mediocre. Yeah, that's kind of like me. <laughs> Flame, you're in Colorado, right? Just like my yeah, Overwatch you're Jersey. Oh, you're in Jersey. That's right. Colorado. I don't know why oh. I thought you were in Colorado. I keep saying, thinking. All right. Well, yeah, I'll probably just be hanging out here. There's just like the same New Year's party we go to every year, so probably doing that. But um, yeah, why don't we do some shout-outs? Call of the week. Flame, you want to start? Yeah, I mean, shout-outs to my stream. Shout- I mean, it's been a rough week of Overwatch. I'm not going to lie. Like, MLG has been pretty hard hitting, I think, because, like, I'm back, and there hasn't been any good tournaments. There's been no matches. Like, teams aren't scrimming. It's called Christmas. People aren't playing ranked. It's, it's kind of – it's really rough. It's been a rough couple of weeks, and I don't think it's going away until next week. So, I guess shout-out to everyone that's just been kind of grinding anyway. You know, like, I've been doing yeah. variety streaming all week. It's been really fun, actually. But, obviously, my viewers take a hit, but I'm playing, like – I'm like, I'm actually enjoying video games that I would have never played. Yeah, it's pretty amazing during vacation. You can actually play something that's not Overwatch. 
Or for me, like not. If you need, yeah, if you need a game, thing. actually, if you need a three-hour game, play. Yeah. It's called Inside. I Inside? didn't know what to expect. My viewers didn't even play it, and like I, I almost threw up on my computer. But it was pretty sick. I mean, it's not actually disgusting, but it's kind of gross at the end. But it's a good game. I would recommend it. Ten Dude, out of ten. Play Gang Beasts if you guys got a few. <laughs> I have, but you need friends. Dude, it's so fun, man. Oh God! I, if I ever killed Tyler like an hour or something, I just go and play that game. It's so fun. You guys ever played it, Jason? You played it? Oh, dude, we should totally battle royale at the four. We of should us. just do that next stream. Like instead of talking about Overwatch, <laughs> we'll play Gangbies. Oh man, you know what I'm talking about, though, right? Yeah, we could turn into like a drinking game or something. No, oh, Jason, look up Gangbies. It's it's like a, a I'm not fighting wrestling. To do streams anymore, so something to do with shaving my head on air. <laughs> what? 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 Who's how that? Have, how do none of you know what that what that is? You're, you're not allowed to stream anymore. I'm not, I'm not allowed to do drinking streams anymore. Oh, oh okay. drinking streams. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because shave my head. Yeah. <laughs> you shaved your head. You drunk shaved on your stream? head. Yeah. Twenty nine thousand viewers was great. Twenty nine thousand. Nice. Yeah, but Fanler was getting swatted, so he had a hundred k. Yeah, but twenty nine thousand. You could have ran like three ads and made up for your haircut. <laughs> Get a no, there, wig. Was a, there was like every five subs or something it was a shot because i had to turn it off from one sub Holy to one God. shot because i yeah i drink a whole bottle of vodka that night are you even allowed to do that anymore no well yeah technically if you're not too drunk like to the heart to harm yourself hmm. yeah i do not speak on behalf yeah, exactly. of the moderation <laughs> team True. I mean, I was if you get banned it's not answer. ben's fault dude I thought there were like I, some. I'm not banned by Twitch. I know. It's more ESL saying, Jason, don't do that again. Yeah, I mean, we have IRL now. Anything goes, right? That's what that category is for. Not no anything comment. goes. No. Not anything <laughs> no goes. But uh, all right, uh, Jason. Your... <laughs> Jason, want to do your you uh, do shout outs? Shout outs to my parents. My dad just saw him walk in not too long ago. Um, awesome. For letting me do what I always do. I always give him a shout out every week to you, Chairman, for hosting the show. It's been. I haven't been on for all 39, but I've been on for like yeah. 15? It's been a year. Maybe? Like half of them? Yeah. And we'll see how how uh, next year goes as well. It should be a pretty kick-ass year for Overwatch in general. Uh, ben? Oh, it's been a good year of, of the overview. Yeah, Thanks it's been a year. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, yeah, I, we were able to build up viewership a bit over the course of the year, so uh, cheers to everybody who followed the channel and checks out the VODs and watches and listens online. Uh, it's been fun doing it. Uh, make sure to keep visiting the subreddit competitive overwatch. Uh, that's where all the good stuff happens. And yeah, I, I, I think I'm going to try and stream my last day of ranked either watch. today or tomorrow. So uh, shout outs to my stream viewers, which I don't have that many of, but I love every one of you. Yeah. Definitely go watch guys. It's definitely a lot of fun watching him. <laughs> well, I've been, I didn't get a chance to see much of your successes, but I'm sure it's, it, it is a lot of fun watching you win. You playing Zarya mostly, or what? Or what do you? I play a lot of different heroes. This season, my most my most hours are Lucio, Zarya, yeah. uh, but I'll play Diva. I'll play Winston. I'll play Ryan if I have to. I like playing DPS, but everyone just like Instalox Soldier, and all I want to play is Farah and Genji. Uh, but I play play a little bit of Soldier, a little bit of Farah, a little Genji. Yeah, I play a lot of shit, man. Cool, but yeah, awesome. Uh, I'd round things out by saying, uh, well, thanking three of you guys, obviously, for doing this show and many of the shows that we've been doing in the last few months. Uh, ben, for like over a year now, I think we started this thing. I think we started 
Did we I, start it? I don't remember. Actually, I started this thing with, with Stir, Stir and... and uh, uh, yeah, I, I started this thing probably a year and something ago. And then I think we started up after that big break in the winter, right? That You know, that big patch that it was... I think it was off for a while and then January. I forgot if we did one before then. But it's been roughly a year with just the, you know, us doing this show. So um, it's been pleasure getting a chance to do the show with you this entire year i think we've um you know we've kind of been slow to grow but you know we are definitely growing each week which is awesome and it has a lot to do with you guys that are watching and listening so thank you to you guys too. continue doing that continue spreading the word you know just with about our show and just uh, us talking and i expect a lot of uh, awesome and we've had a great guests like throughout the year too thanks to all the players and like nate and, and everybody kiki just being amazing um and everybody at blizzard too uh, but this coming year should be, you know, another great year of just guests and shows that we have lined up. I mean, Overwatch League is going to be amazing, I'm sure, and all the events too in the early season should be good. In the games updates, we can just we can talk Overwatch forever, so that's going to be awesome. But anyways, that's going to be it, guys, for the overview. You can catch the vods on YouTube.com/slash/ChamianV for this week or any week. There's a playlist there for you guys to check out, and um, you can find it on iTunes tomorrow. Uh, and I'm doing a show right after this. If you guys are interested, we're getting the unfiltered boys together. I know a lot of people hyped oh about God. that. Oh, God. Are you talking about P? I know. I know. We're just doing oh. an end of the year thing. I'm sure that's going to come up. It should be interesting. Okay. You guys check that out in about an hour on this same channel. Uh, but until then, guys, for Flame, Jason Kaplan, Fish Sticks, and myself, Cham MB, we'll see you next week. Later. Later.